0: Good evening, and welcome to the Psychic culture Shop. I'm Mason Knight, and of course, with me tonight is the lovely Techie Joe. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. How are you this evening?
0: Doing well, enjoying um my Poly Valentine's Day. All right. Is there a reason
1: I'm in your seat?
0: Yeah, because you just came in before me. You <laughs> Thank you. It was weird. It was weird. I was messing yeah. Up. Yeah. Was yeah. We hear about weird all the time. All right. Oh, hey, Brenda. How are you? All right. Where do we want to start with?
1: Oh, let's just go in order you gave them to me. All right. I don't think it gets better or worse if we do them in a different order.
0: No, probably not. Did they fix this biographical? Do what? Yeah. Um, one of their stories is tied to another story. Oh. If it's tied to a biographical, oh. well, Tennessee congressman apparently was mistaken on how you get a college degree, or what college degree he had.
1: I do believe is the case. So, from the AP, Tennessee U.S. Rep. Andy Ogles says he was quote mistaken when he said he graduated with an international relations degree after a local news outlet raised questions over whether the Republican had embellished his education. Ogle said this week he wasn't made aware of the mistake until he requested his transcript from Middle Tennessee State University to verify his degree. Quote, when I pulled my transcript to verify, I realized I was mistaken. My degree is in liberal studies. I apologize for my misstatement, end quote, Ogle said in a statement released Sunday. Earlier this month, national-based TV reported that Ogles has also called himself a, quote, economist, even though he only took one community college economics course. The station then raised questions over Ogles' claims that he has law enforcement experience and handled, quote, international sex crimes. When asked directly by WWTN's Dan Mandis on February twenty first, 21st, 21st If the Congressman had embellished his resume, Ogles said that people should quote, look at the body of someone's work to determine if he's an economist. Um, I had the privilege in my career, I've spent the last decade working on economic policy and tax policy, so you decide. At the end of the day, I don't care, he said. Ogles then clarified that he was reserve deputy for a local law enforcement agency which overlapped with his time working for uh, Abolish International, a Nashville-based nonprofit that combats sex trafficking. Maybe I created some of the confusion, or maybe it was someone looking to write a story, Ogle said. Ogle's statement released Sunday only addressed his college education, which he said he had to drop out of MTSU to help his family, quote, during a difficult time. He later returned as a non-traditional student and completed his remaining courses online. At the time, it was my understanding I had completed my course of study in political science and international relations, Ogle said. Last week, I requested an official copy of my transcript and learned that I was actually awarded a broader degree in liberal studies with minors in political science and English. The controversy comes after u.s rep george santos of new york has faced numerous calls for his resignation after acknowledging he fabricated and at times lied about parts of his education work experience and even his family's own religion and history um ogles a former rural county mayor won the nashville based congressional seat last year after largely avoiding the public spotlight and refusing to b- debate his democratic opponents the strategy was successful largely due to the GOP led redistricting process, which carved Nashville's congressional seat into three districts. Doing so provided enough cushion for a Republican to win.
0: So now we have two college dropouts in Congress that do not either no. have the degree they had they have
1: the, or oh. said they have. And I'm sorry, that's kind of hard. How do you not know what
0: degree you got? Exactly. Now Look, I can that, see congressionally you know, congressionally mixing up master in metaphysics and master in metaphysical sciences. That I could see. That's yeah. That's that's marginal.
1: That's a marginal swap up. Um, but I'm sitting here going, I knew exactly what degree I received. I knew what degree you received, and I wasn't even there well yeah but like i like i know this by heart it's a Mm -hmm. bachelor's of science in information systems and operations management with a concentration in information systems don't believe me i'll pull it off the wall right like fuck it i'll pull it off the wall
0: okay hi Devin. how are you coffee's on the right dirty child's on the left oh like hi there it is there you go beautiful degree nicely framed in a gorgeous frame that will not take out monitors that should not be our computer monitors after its former
1: frame yeah I know but no like I know what degree I have how how do people get a degree and not know what it's in like how do you like, I mean, did you just keep taking credits until someone said, you've run out of financial aid, you have to graduate with something, let me see what I can do? I don't know. Because that's what? what a liberal studies degree with,
0: um, you know, let's see. Isn't that Get like that a point. regional, a regions or a Reagan degree?
1: Uh, not necessarily. Okay. Um, so <laughs> liberal studies with minors in political science and English. Right. So basically, he took enough poli-sci and English classes
0: mm-hmm. to get a minor in both of those subjects. So you, you take one class and you got a minor in Russian lit, okay? Like this. Yeah, literally.
1: Literally, oh. I took enough Russian lit classes in college. I take one more class. I could have gotten a minor. hmm
0: Oh, like that's you need more than a day off to do taxes, Devin. You need like two bottles of wine. Um, but and by the way, what you drinking, guys? What's on your table? Um, yeah. Oh, and Brendan is pointing out. Oh, yeah, those
1: degrees are so close together.
0: Exactly.
1: I mean, like I could almost get away with saying, "Well, you know, I have a degree in operations management." Like I would be closer to being right when I when, saying that mm-hmm. than he is on like what he's claiming, right? Or because
0: I can, now I can understand some things, okay?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Especially within my fuck it, I got thirteen fucking pieces of paper to hang on the wall behind me. Once I find the ones that'll fit up there, and then I have a really big <laughs> one that I. The only thing left to do is to order it, mm-hmm. um, and that's my doctorate. But mm-hmm. when looking at it overall, it's like, dude, you lied. You fucking lied. You yeah. know, i been here fighting, repeat me, fighting because of student loans. And you can't even tell us the degree your privileged ass got.
1: Well... I don't know how privileged I'm going to call that middle, uh, uh, I'm sorry, middle Tennessee state university. Uh huh. I'm sorry. That just sounds like a drinking college to me. No, no offense, middle Tennessee state university, but I've generally found the longer the school name, the less likely it is. It's, it's a very rigorous program. Um, especially when they're handing out liberal, uh, uh, studies degrees. Right. Like, I'm sorry, the longer the, the name, usually the, the crappier the program, like general rule of thumb, not, not a, you know, not that there aren't exceptions. There are some long name, long ass name schools
0: oh i don't know in state is ten thousand dollars a year out of state is twenty nine thousand dollars a year oh good lord in this day and age in this day and age
1: (laughs) i'm sorry like i don't mean to be rude i don't mean to be rude Um, like it, it, like all college work is hard. All college is expensive. And I'm not saying 10,000 is a drop in the bucket. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying in terms of college education today, Mm -hmm. like, I'm sorry, that's closer in line with what I was spending 20 some years ago
0: Mm -hmm. for my degree. That's about a quarter of what I spent on my Psychic one, yeah.
1: Well, but I'm uh, you're you were saying per year,
0: per year, yeah, yeah. And I'm yeah. saying, I like you know, the master in metaphysics was $22,000 alone. Mm-hmm.
1: I'm just curious, like, um. Can we get a verified
0: transcript of your bullshit, dude, is where I'm at with it. <laughs> yeah, why don't you give us that? So you basically lied on your application to work for the American people of Tennessee. I know if I do not state my degrees properly, I would get fired. Mm-hmm. All right, so
1: according to U.S. News... Okay, so it's number 299 in national universities, and that is a tie. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's see. Yeah, it's $9,592 for in-state tuition and fees. They have an undergraduate enrollment of 20,857 students. They have a 68% acceptance rate. Um, Yeah they are number 299 in national universities number 82 in top performers on social mobility and number 156 in top public schools um let's see so their sat range is uh 1010 to 1210 their act range is between 19 and 26 Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: their average high school gpa is 3.6
0: again Dude need to, you know, pack it in, and he light it up. Uh,
1: They have a 35% four-year graduation rate, a 16 to 1 student-faculty ratio, Uh and 53% of their classes have fewer than 20 students. Insane. Oh, good lord. Oh, they're top. Popular majors are multi interdisciplinary studies, other that is six percent of their graduates, underwater
0: basket weaving,
1: uh, general psychology, six percent, uh, biology, biological sciences, general, four percent, mm-hmm. business administration and management, general, four percent, aeronautics, aviation, aerospace, science, and technology, general.
0: Four percent That's a lot of generals. Mm -hmm. Like that's a a, school.
1: Hey, I'll give them credit. They have a 35% minority enrollment. Those 65% of their students are white.
0: Oh. Point being is he's lying. Oh,
1: see, here it is. Here it is. Here it is. They have 77 plus sports teams, 15 fraternities, and 10 sororities. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Most students have a whopping $24,165 in debt at graduation. Oh. Uh, well, here's a two star review. Um, yeah, from four years ago. Uh, mediocre School. There are some good instructors and a couple of good programs. Otherwise, save your money and go to community college. And Murfreesboro, Murfreesboro Tennessee, is not a very exciting city, but at least it's near Nashville. Right. All righty. So basically, it's the knockoff school one-town over.
0: Yeah. All yeah. righty. So there's that. Let's go California. How's the snow weather for you? Uh, you know, white
1: California wearies of snowstorms, northeast greets one. So Jennifer Cobb and her husband planned on staying four days in their vacation rental in Southern California's San Bernardino Mountains. But that stretched into a week as they were trapped by a relentless series of storms that is piled snow so high they can barely see out the windows. When they try to shovel themselves out, it just snows again. They're thinking of walking to a main road to see if they can hitch a ride down the mountain so they can get home to their teenage daughter and Cobb's elderly father in San Diego County. We hear the phantom sounds of plows, but they never come, said Cobb, 49. Being stuck up here in this beautiful place shouldn't be awful, but it is. Cobb and other beleaguered Californians weathered yet another storm Tuesday as blizzard warnings blanketed the the Sierra Nevada Range in the southern half of the state. More snow was on its way to the southern mountains like the San Bernardino Range and forecasters warned that any travel was dangerous. On the eastern flank of the Sierra, the Mono County Sheriff's Office bluntly tweeted, The roads are closed, all of them. There is no alternate route, back way, or secret route. It's a blizzard, people. Gotta love that. Gotta love that. San Bernardino County has declared a state of emergency with mountain residents trapped in their homes and motorists stranded. More snow is expected in many communities where residents, unable to drive through deep snow on roads that were closed anyway, largely got around on foot. The latest storm in California was one of two bookending the country, with snow closing or delaying the opening for hundreds of schools in the northeast, which saw the most significant snowfall Tuesday of what had been a mild winter. And Michigan again fought a battle with ice after a storm Monday left thousands of customers without power in the central part of the state. To the southeast around Detroit, some customers still lacked power for a sixth day after a prior storm. The storms have delayed travel, shuttered schools, overwhelmed crews trying to dig out of the snow and repair down power lines. Nationwide, there are about 500 commercial flight cancellations and more than 3,000 delays as of Tuesday afternoon, according to FlightAware.com. In the west, the weather is expected to last into Wednesday with winter storm warnings stretching from the Oregon coast to many of Southern California's already snow-laden mountains. In the San Bernardino Mountain community of Running Springs, the town is covered in snow with some mounds piling more than six feet high. Uh, Some residents walked to a grocery store to stock up on food and carried back the bags atop a plastic sled. In nearby Crestline, Michael Johnstone said his family's grocery store was running low on key inventory, even though they stocked up before the storm. Authorities are escorting two full grocery trucks up the mountain community, Johnstone said, just in time for the new storm to add as much as a foot of snow. Mm -hmm. Quote, we're completely out of bread. Milk is getting really light. We're almost completely out of produce, said Johnstone of Goodwin and Sons Market. Beer, domestic beer, is really, really low. John Stone said many of the store's employees can't make it to work, so he's been using a plow truck to shuttle them to and from work for limited hours. Most customers are coming in on foot. Uh, Christian uh, Richenew, 60 is among them. He made it to Goodwins on foot, but the shelves were bare of bread and had minimal produce. Still, he felt lucky he was close enough to get there in a 15-minute walk. Oh, there have been people posting online where they're running out of groceries because they live in a part of town that's too far to walk to the grocery store, he said. We haven't had any snow plows. It's going to take a while before we can all get out. For California skiers and snowboarders, the parade of storms was too much of a good thing. Most resorts around Lake Tahoe suspended operations Tuesday. Big Bear Mountain Resort opened, but all roads leading there were closed. Mount Baldy Resort on the massive peak that looms over greater Los Angeles opened, but also anticipated an early closure. But California's Sierra Snowpack, which provides about a third of the state's water supply, continued to benefit from the back-to-back dumps of heavy snowfall. The water content of the Snowpack Tuesday in a state grappling with years of drought was 186% of normal to date and 162% of the average on April 1st, wait
2: what
1: did you grab an old story no no No. 15 minutes okay that was weird yeah all right don't know what they're doing but I because I was like why are they talking about April 1st like we're just starting to get into March according to the State Department of Water Resources online data in the northeast parts of Connecticut, New York, Massachusetts, New Jersey, and Rhode Island had heavy snow forecast through Tuesday afternoon. Some areas of western Massachusetts and northern Connecticut got about seven inches. The Albany, New York area saw less snow than expected, two to five inches, but it was enough to close schools.
0: I'm just wondering Andrew, cabin do you want what now? cabins go for. Do I know? Well, you like snow. I like California. Mm-hmm. I think we could have a nice, lovely winter spot.
1: Uh, Yeah, just right now, we've got to start from Arizona and get thrown into a catapult and then just shoo, yeah, up a mountain. Spring, we move in
0: in May by freaking November. I've got the freezer stocked and we can just work our little selves to death all winter long. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's nothing like how that's going to work out for you, I, I can tell you right now. Like, you think you're cold now? I, I don't think that's going to go well for you.
0: Well, you know, since the other place that I say I want to live got <laughs> covered in a snowstorm. I know, right? Blanketed. LA, Los Angeles area is still blanketed, but by snow in a rare heavy storm really isn't.
2: yeah <sighs> uh-huh.
0: see you'd still uh, oh. get your snow every couple years in l.a if we moved there uh yeah
1: um so deke andrew a main snowboarder said he couldn't imagine such a thing as too much snow the 51 year old is living out of his sprinter style van at sugarloaf and was out snowboarding as snow was falling tuesday quote there really isn't Any such thing as too much snow in the wintertime, Andrew said. We want as much as we can possibly get. It's incredible and gives a purpose to the cold weather. Yeah, I don't think anyone likes him right now. (laughs) Oh, I'm sure like
0: likes him right now.
1: It's like, nah, dude, you're a burnout. Go back to surfing. Just, Just whatever, like snowboarding, whatever. Don't care. Just like, please hit a tree. Like, that's got to be where everyone is hearing that comment from him. is like, I hope to God you go down a slope and hit a tree. Mm
0: -hmm. So, yeah. So, we're going to do an ASIN's review.
1: Oh, okay. We got an ASIN review?
0: Yes. Hilltop Mm -hmm. Coffee. (laughs) Joe's going to do it because I like my mocha extra shot. I actually only need one extra shot of their coffee. Oh, wait. What am I doing? You're talking about your new chocolate covered chai. Oh, yeah, no. OnlyFans account.
1: Yes. So I asked for chocolate dirty chai that was dirty enough to have
0: its own OnlyFans account. They almost didn't Uh, put any any of it. it Do you want to? They almost didn't put any espresso in there.
1: Oh, they almost forgot my espresso.
0: Well, you said uh, that it's dirty enough to have an OnlyFans account. Yeah. They didn't see That's that. It's question. dirty. He's 16. To what? The barista was always 16. He looked at me and goes, that isn't dirty. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
1: God. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm sorry. The, our 16 our, uh, year oldish looking barista apparently did not think OnlyFans was dirty. Correct. Why do I feel like someone lied to this child and said OnlyFans is a site where, uh, you know, mommies and daddies go to buy ceiling fans? Okay,
0: and moved along. I don't know. He looked at me like I had lost. Was talking gibberish to him. I said, "I want at least two shots of espresso, throw some whipped cream and chocolate in there, and let's call it a day." Okay. But anyway, I love her coffee. Yeah. They won my supply that, I, and then we're going to talk about other things going on in the world maybe oh. when my supply runs out of coffee i might go and buy a few bags of it because they do <laughs> roast their own <laughs> so this fall maybe
1: like you bought five ginormous canisters he they're found as big a as i've thing. bought before I know but there was a sale there's a sale he found a sale
0: (laughs) oh there is a sale there is something that kroger's done dirty oh and i mean dirty okay everybody remember going grocery shopping in december and november and some things were out and some things were very low and
1: this is kroger corporate not individual stores
0: right Kroger corporate held on to stock in their warehouses and just kept batching it up, and batching, batching it up and, up, and holding it back and holding it back and holding it back, guys. And then had an all shit moment, and now they have an all shit moment because everything now has an expiration date on it. So now they're trying to push it out as much as their back stock as possible. Yeah. So let me clarify: if it can be frozen. Or if it is vacuum sealed it's still good yes will be for a while yes i mean it's granted here's in a deep freeze
1: we don't generally suggest you ignore
0: mm-hmm. you know, for legal reasons
1: um the expiration dates on anything mm-hmm. um and i don't even think that's the the situation it's not like it expires soon all right it's just more so that like it's stale inventory and if they keep holding it right. it's going to end up piled under like it's going to be a constant they're not getting down to it if they don't get it out of the warehouse right so it will eventually yep it's just easier now to be like dump it for a low price and get rid of it
0: right so i was able to get coffee and i'm talking to the, the the big Bulk coffee for $4.83.
1: Yes, he's thrilled.
0: Yes. Last week, we bought seafood, pre-made meals, for less than $3. So y'all mm-hmm. guys to watch Psychic of the Plans, that menu we've planned. I spent $30 on so far two weeks worth of dinners.
1: Oh, yeah. So um, quick question. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's give the shout out um, so was it a YouTuber or a TikToker that you found this on and which one was
0: it? It was YouTube and it's a frugal mom and she done a fucking cleanup deal like she got pork loins for 98 cents each in Idaho and I'm like 98 cents a pound pork loin? Yes yeah it's a good price it's a very phenomenal price, price. You know, you know, um, at a price we can go to Walmart, and I, and you know we can have a smaller haul to the uh, uh, back door in my office here.
1: Yeah. So replay grew, and those of you watching right now live. So what was your best deal that you have picked up? Yes. We'll love to hear about that in the comments. So drop those below. Yeah. And alrighty. Are we commercial 30? We are commercial 30. We are, we are. Awesome. Let's take that break, and then we'll shoot back, and we'll tell you about uh, the post office.
2: Mm -hmm. Hi, I'm Dottie the Psychic, and I'm sure you're wondering why I'm not wearing any makeup. Well, one reason is to irritate my social media manager, Asen Knight. Hi, Asen. The other reason is because I like to get to the naked truth about what it means to be a neurodivergent LGBT person with psychic abilities. I've got vlogs, blogs, and podcasts, and videos all related to trying to live my best life and helping witches and bitches do the same thing. So, you can check all that out and get a reading from Dottie the Psychic at D O T T I E the dot com. Safe travel and much profit to
3: you.
1: Do you have a cute pet? We know you do. Each week, Tracy Van chooses from submitted photos a featured reader for her Facebook page and provides a tarot reading. Your adorable pet cat, dog, rabbit, goat, chicken, snake, or more it could be her next featured reader. Visit TracyBand.com, T-R-A-C-Y-B-A-N-N.com, and click Featured Reader to submit. We look forward to seeing more pet next.
3: Hey everybody, Lady Gwendolyn here, and I am here to tell you how to get in contact with me and a little bit about what I do. I am the high priestess that works with shadow work to help you grow and heal. And I work with um, access bars, Reiki, I do power forms I'm recently getting into crystal healing sound therapy as well so you can go to Lady Gwendolyn Healing that is L-A-D-Y G-W-E-N D-O-L-Y-N H-E-A-L-I-N-G dot com book your appointment with me I do in person I do over the phone I do over zoom we can do that as well Um, my main goal is to help you grow and heal because I've been there. I'm still going through it and let my strength help guide you. See you soon.
4: Hey everybody, Natalie here from the pendulum's path. If you are in need of guidance, direction, spiritual connection, healing, or more, you have come to the right place. I have worked as a psychic and a medium for over three years, connecting people from all over the world with their loved ones, giving them insight and guidance into their current situations, their past healings, their blockages, and what they need to know in order for them to have a better future. It would be my absolute honor if you would come to my website at www.thependulumspath.com Visit my shop. I have a whole bunch of crystals, oils bombs, mystery boxes and more and visit my services. I offer 15 minute, 30 minute and 60 minute sessions. I also have email readings available if you're not comfortable with the one-on-one session with me or if you just want to try me out. I encourage you to come visit me at the Pendulum's Path and let's get you back on the right track today. All right.
0: Yes. Welcome back. Welcome back. So We're going to the UK story. Oh, I thought we were going post office. Let's go post office. I didn't have that. Okay, tell me about. Oh, okay.
1: So the post office buys nine thousand two hundred and fifty electric vans, fourteen thousand charge stations. The U.S. Postal Service is buying nine thousand two hundred and fifty Ford Motor Company electric vans and fourteen thousand charging stations as part of a move to switch its fleet to electric vehicles. The service also is buying another 9,250 internal combustion vans from Fiat Chrysler in North America, now part of Amsterdam-based DeLantis. The Fiat Chrysler and Ford vehicles together will cost just over $1 billion. The gas-powered vehicles fill an urgent need, the Postal Service said in a statement Tuesday. Dearborn, Michigan-based Ford will start delivering the left-hand drive e-transit vans in December of this year, while Fiat Chrysler will start shipping the left-hand drive gas-powered vehicles in November. Contracts totaling $260 million for the charging stations went to Blink Charging Company, Siemens Industry Inc., and Rexel USA Energy Solutions, the Postal Service said charging stations will be installed at several postal service facilities including sorting and delivery centers starting in the third quarter of this year in december the postal service said it would sharply increase the number of electric powered delivery trucks and will go all electric for new purchases starting in 2026. the post office said it is spending nearly 10 billion to electrify its aging fleet including installing a modern charging infrastructure at hundreds of postal facilities nationwide and purchasing at least 66,000 electric delivery trucks in the next five years. Um, the spending includes $3 billion in funding approved under a landmark climate and health policy adopted
0: by Congress last year. See, but here's my question, and I'm not the party pooper here. We okay. know a postal worker. And he apparently has not issued a U.S. government vehicle to drive.
1: And yes, Brenda, three counties in West Virginia are getting electric school buses as part of a pilot program in West Virginia, I do
0: believe. Yeah, my thing is, how is this going to work in our state? Like, there are places that we don't have roads for yet. These vehicles have to go on to deliver right. and chickens and ducks and horses and baby goats. And no, I'm not shooting you. You're not yeah, here. No.
1: Well, though, and our, our friend that is a postal carrier is technically considered a rural, rural route carrier. I don't think you're going to see any changes to the rural route carriers. Uh, the United States Postal Service really hasn't had a good solution for that. Um, usually those are self-owned, self-operated uh, vehicles mm-hmm. um, that fundamentally, like, I, and I find that weird. I really do. I find that weird that the United States Postal Service does not furnish a vehicle for rural route carriers and instead drops the entire spending for that. Mm-hmm. Um, Noel, well, granted, I, I'm sure there's some reimbursement that goes with that. Um, but in one of the worst possible ways, rural yeah. route carriers are effectively on their own, um, maintaining what would otherwise be considered a personal vehicle, as in it's, it's not a left-hand drive, it is not anything, you know, unique, um, it's, and most of them, from what I've seen, um, Jeep wins on that one. Right. Um, for four wheel drive. And like sadly, those carriers, um, those vehicles go through a lot and those carriers go through a lot of personal expense keeping those vehicles on the road. Um, that then in turn, I believe, gets submitted to the United States government for reimbursement. Um, in terms of like, you know, like our friend carries an entire set of tires with him daily.
0: And he has been known to go through the full. Sat.
1: Sat in one delivery route. Yeah, as in like his one circuit in a day, he has gone through all four tires. Yeah, because the roads are that rural and that bad. Right. Yeah. Um i I really challenge the idea that those are are the best ways to handle this. Right. I mean, part of me feel is very, I don't know, glad that the customers that are sincerely that rural, mm-hmm. they're that far out in the boonies, backwoods, and beyond, um, that they're getting still able to manage home mail delivery in yeah. the first place. Right. right. Um, so I don't want to see like a solution that would be, you know, the United States Postal Service fine, get a PO box. We ain't delivering there.
0: Well, that, I don't the think that's is. the solution either. But what I'm yeah. wondering is, how are these going? You know, because the old postal vehicles mm-hmm. were literally decommissioned. World War One, World War Two, War War Two, and you know the armed conflict um surplus vehicles are you talking about the ones currently in service no that were that went into service to design these routes oh yeah, yeah, yeah. they were
1: they were literally jeep uh, like for the really old routes they were originally jeeps right like that's what we did with our surplus military equipment was we turned that into postal delivery vehicles
0: right So, you know, why, you know, some of these rural routes like this, I understand we're going to, you know, they want to buy electric. And that's great for, like, L.A. County and, you know, the, you know, smooth city roads. But these back roads, I think they really should be pulling out some of the surplus Humvee vehicles, maybe some tracked vehicles.
1: Your mail delivery Humvee? (laughs) Like, I'm just, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong. I, I'm just having a moment where I'm picturing this big, giant, squatty little Humvee. Mm-hmm. Well, not little. They're huge. But the squatty, you know, because they're kind of flat, Humvee, like going up the road, you know, painted solid white with the United States Postal Service across the side going, wow, that's not how this truck began its life. <laughs> this is not what it thought it was going to be doing in retirement.
0: <laughs> well, no, but at least then we would stop like parking them in the desert to do nothing. Yeah, we've already paid for them. They're already they're still good vehicles. They just don't need to be dropped off in I don't know the Ukraine. Um, right.
1: Well, and I think part of that is managing it as as a motor pool item, right? Like, and I think that's been the long term issue that the United States Postal Service has had mm-hmm. if with rural routes is managing a motor pool for that and and pulling this away from the rural carrier has to take you know and get their own damn vehicle and do what they need to do in order to make that happen um and instead make that part of a central motor pool with with reasonable vehicles Mm -hmm. um fit for the job that can handle the terrain and beyond Mm-hmm. Um and, and make that more functional.
0: Right. Um. Can you imagine an electric vehicle going on the way we took to Bluefield that one night?
1: The way we took to
0: Bluefield? We went from Bluefield to Lewisburg. Yes. Up by the lake.
1: Yeah, There. well, there's still limitations. You have to be smart. And, and this is sometimes where electric vehicles shine. Yeah. <clears throat> as well is that like this is a like mail carrier routes uh, or routes are are pretty well fixed
2: mm-hmm.
1: within a, a certain degree mm-hmm. um so you know unless there's a major detour unless there's something special going on generally speaking they drive the exact same mileage every single day um and if i remember correct that's well under 100 miles yeah. right generally speaking if you're talking about urban uh uh urban carriers right um if i remember right it should be less than a, a, a hundred miles but it is a long eight-hour drive so that vehicle is in mo- you know running
2: mm-hmm.
1: in a gas sense eight hours a day right um or thereabouts um, But that's, again, where electric shines, because you're only going to be operating the vehicle while the vehicle is in motion. Right. Not idling the vehicle constantly as you go through this route. Right. Or repetitively starting it um, with a traditional starter.
0: Right. So we will see what happens with this. I just... Mm-hmm you know cannot envision electric vehicles going up around the lake i cannot envision a vehicle out on what what is it route nine um Um,
1: yeah no i don't i think moncove lake specifically would be a rural route carrier if i remember correctly because that's a that's a weird area anyway most of that's not home delivery Mm -hmm. strangely enough most of it is not going to be home delivery unless it is package delivery Mm -hmm. um and i believe most of that area is actually um because you gotta remember monco lake is actually more of a second property community
2: Mm -hmm.
1: not a primary residence community like there are some year-round primary residents like Mm -hmm. this is their house yeah um but i think the majority are using postal boxes
0: right But what I'm saying is, can you imagine them doing that delivery route? Or the other route that you took me? And I was like, dear God, where have you taken me to? Like, I see the interstate up there. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: that's the, the oh, oh yeah, that's, that's a fun one. Um, so if you are in the Princeton area, you may be familiar with Brush Creek Falls. Um, there is this tiny, narrow, almost one lane road um that takes you from the intersection of um oh eads mill and um oh what's the stupid school anyway it drives you right past um um Pikeview high school uh drives you right past there and <laughs> it's, it's literally you're looking at 77 and you're driving right along beside it, and, like, you go away and you come back.
0: Oh, Asen didn't hear just banjos, honey. He heard spoons. <laughs> hey, banjos. Banjos is upscale. He heard spoon playing. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I think probably about crapped himself a couple of times because that is a road people are notorious for doing way too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is a constant cause it, it's barely, it's like a lane and a quarter. Like it's unlined. There are yeah. no lines on it. It's just a strip of asphalt. It looks like a service road. Yeah. Um, it gets treated like a, you know, a racetrack. Yeah. Um, and it's got a lot of blind corners where you can't see what's coming at you. If anything, unless it's the middle of the night and someone's using headlights and has two of them and they're, they're on um, and that's a problem on that road, by the way. Yeah. Um, but no, it is in the middle of nowhere, and uh, except you're looking at 77, mm-hmm. and it's a heck of a road, and it is part of a mail carrier route. I do believe, again, that's a rural route. Um, uh, it's a rural route, yeah, like it's not part of standard USPS, like, here's your, you know corporate, or here's your government-issued Chevy S10 with a box. Right. Like, because that's what our current fleet is built on, is the Chevy S10
0: modified. Which I don't understand why we don't have all brand-new GMs after we bought fucking GM.
1: Um, Honestly, I think it probably has more to do with, one, its bidding process, and two, GM got it last time. Well, and argumentatively it did not
0: go well well no it didn't you know like really those have been cool.
1: some of the most pro- uh, problematic uh, mail trucks in our postal service history yeah um okay. as in they have no air conditioning they have if i remember correctly they don't even have heat
0: all right so um, what i'm saying is why is it that our mail carriers are driving subliminal subtar subliminal vehicles when we own the freaking company that makes them
1: well you'd think right
0: yeah
1: um but no it was it was it, it hasn't gone well no So i think one the united states federal government was ready for a massive change uh for this round of vehicle purchases mm-hmm. to i think ford with the e-transit actually did some good things okay like uh, honestly, sincerely, they, they basically built a souped-up mail truck That'll with work. a transit line. Like, mm-hmm. that was the first thing I thought when I saw them. Cool. Very like, interesting. That's a mail truck. That's a freaking 21st century mail truck.
0: All like, right. in the... In, well, no, 21st century mail truck arrives with, ding you got new mail. Well, you know, that'd be
1: cute, but... More so, like the problem that, that the United States Postal Service has been facing for many years now is Amazon rules the world. We are all buying our shit on Amazon and having it home delivered in cute little boxes mm-hmm. in a truck base that was built for letter mail, not package mail. Right. Back when the common the, the vast majority of mail that one received at their home. Was going to be letter mail, with a few packages. Mm-hmm. So those trucks were designed for letter mail predominantly, like letters and your basically anything about letter size, um, small flat and like big only in two dimensions. Those trucks were built for, not boxes. Right. Yeah. So it's actually created a lot of splitting of routes at this point, in which it's basically you start the route. You empty the truck because you you've had to you know take stuff out so you can do all the packages. You go back, you refill, and you continue. Um, is our current mail delivery system mm-hmm. um, because it is so inundated with packages, and it's why there are a lot of delivery delays um, in getting those packages out because it creates a significant strain trying to run these routes in a way that is efficient Mm -hmm. um, given the, the size uh, limitations of the current uh, vehicles. Right. So that is part of like the e-transit appeal is they are better suited Mm and a larger vehicle overall, um, but better suited to package delivery than they are just standard. Here's your pile. of letters and magazines and, Catalogs and all that, right? Um, because while we're still receiving those, um, a significant amount of space in those trucks is now devoted to packages compared to previously.
0: Right. Yeah. Okay. I get you. I get you. I just don't foresee you know them going. I'm hoping the U.S. Postal Service in Washington has enough sense not to ship it off to West Virginia to go up like Harrison County.
1: Again, parts of these counties, um, I mean, are going to be perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. Like, I like you could sit here and say, like, well, God, I hope they don't send it to Fayette County.
0: No, I think Fayette County is going to be just fine in.
1: Okay, but there's still
0: parts of Fayette County. Do you really want to see one of those trying to make a delivery route? I'd like to see the our mail carrier have one um, because uh-huh. I think it works in this area. That's yeah, what I'm talking about. Is it? Right now- yeah. Huh? We're a
1: simple little town.
0: Yeah, we're a simple little town. And we're all little paved roads.
1: Yeah, it's yeah. cute. It's adorable. Um, I'm sure you can just as easily name portions of this county that it's like, dear God, I don't know how you get up it without, you know, mountain climbing equipment.
0: Well, Coke up in a holler ain't that long, and I'm quite sure they're not going to deliver it to the houses up there.
1: Well yeah, and then we've got uh uh Paint Creek area, which they need a mail delivery boat because most of the time it's flooded.
0: Yeah, true. You know, I'm confident <laughs> sure that they have like gotten a boat for it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like a little airboat,
1: a little rescue rangers style airboat. You know, yeah. just send them in.
0: Whoosh, whoosh. Anyway, yeah. so. I think that would be a good move. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's move on. This one interests me because I remember the scandal to begin with, and now we're seeing it come for a circle.
1: All right. So I'm sorry, which one is this? The. uh,
0: No. um, UK. British woman who joined. Okay,
1: Okay, gotcha. Sorry, I was having a little trouble seeing it because I got ads popping up. There we go. British woman who joined ISIS as a teen loses UK citizenship appeal. Uh, Shamima Begum, who left the United Kingdom to join ISIS at the age of 15, has lost her appeal against the decision to revoke her British citizenship. Judge Robert J. gave the decision on Wednesday following a five-day hearing in November during which her lawyers argued the UK Home Office had a duty to investigate whether she was a victim of trafficking before removing her citizenship. The ruling does not determine if Begum can return to Britain, but whether the removal of her citizenship was lawful. Begum, now 23 and living in a camp in northern Syria, flew to the country in 2015 with two school friends to join the ISIS terror group. In February 2019, she re-emerged and made international headlines as an quote-unquote ISIS bride after pleading with the UK government to be allowed to return to her home country for the birth of her son. Then-Home Secretary Sajid Javid removed her British citizenship on February 19, 2019, and Begum's newborn son died in a Syrian refugee camp the following month. She told UK media she had two other children prior to that baby who also died in Syria during infancy. Begum's lawyers criticized Wednesday's ruling as a, quote, lost opportunity to put into reverse a profound mistake and a continuing injustice. The outcome is that there is now no protection for a British child trafficked out of the UK. She wasn't that- trafficked.
0: Do I now? She wasn't trafficked, she came well, on TV
1: well but of course this is going to be their argument um of a child trafficked out of the uk if the home secretary invokes national security gareth pierce and daniel ferner of bernberg pierce solicitors said in a statement seen by uk news agency pa media "Begum remains in unlawful arbitrary and indefinite detention without trial in a syrian camp Every possible avenue to challenge this decision will be urgently pursued. It continued. Rights Group Amnesty International described the ruling as a, quote, very disappointing decision. Um, The power to banish a citizen like this simply shouldn't exist in the modern world, not least when we're talking about a person who was seriously exploited as a child. Uh, Steve Valdez-Simmons, the group's UK refugee and migrant rights director, said in a statement, Along with thousands of others, including a large number of women and children, this young British woman is now trapped in a dangerous refugee camp in a war-torn country and left largely at the mercy of gangs and armed groups. The Home Secretary shouldn't be in the business of exiling British citizens by stripping them of their citizenship,
0: Valdez Simmons said.
1: Oh, and basically it seems like that's how this continues
0: on. Well, in the, it's how, you know, they're gaining sympathy, okay. For those that do not remember the original news story, she and three other, and I'm sure many other British children after the bombings ran and joined ISIS. Wanted to be part of ISIS, wanted to, you know, enlist in ISIS, <laughs> ISIS men, the whole nine yards. Okay we saw this before where do we see this we saw this and we actually lost a king of england over it um running for the nazi party well guess what isis is now defeated falling apart whatever you want to call it and they want to come home and you know regain and and repatronize themselves
1: I well see, but here's the thing, though, and what they're
0: arguing is at
1: 15, uh-huh. this isn't quite the same as a a you know 18 year old fully grown adult mm-hmm. making a choice mm-hmm. um, with with adult responsibilities attached. This is a child, effectively legally a minor, mm-hmm. um, who. I would see it as no different as, you know, because effectively the situation started talking to a bunch of grown ass men online, mm-hmm. um, got swept up in the idea that, you know, they would love and cherish and respect her and blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Or, or sold her this, this bill of goods on what ISIS was and that it's all lies that you're reading in the news and Western media, blah, 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 whatever argumentatively um i think what her attorneys are trying to to make a point of mm-hmm. is that she is no different
2: mm-hmm.
1: than any other child
2: mm-hmm.
1: that goes online talks to strangers gets pulled into whatever
2: mm-hmm. basically
1: pulled into a van driven out of the country driven you know out of their life Yeah. And then realizing quickly their mistake has no way out.
0: But that's the problem. She had a way out. The UN said, we will go get, we will bring them home if they want to come home.
1: Well, but then again, you have to sit here and wonder how much of this was Stockholm syndrome or just pure and unadulterated fear. Mm-hmm. That you know has been instilled in her that if you leave, we will kill you, your family, everyone you know. Mm-hmm. Like there's no telling what all she's been threatened with if she leaves.
2: Right.
1: Um, just to finally, you know, get to a point. All right. Or, you know, maybe she does not actually want to leave and instead just wanted a child born in the US, or uh, born in the US, born in the UK, um, to have citizenship. Right. Yes. Um, for whatever reasons one would want that there's a few different ones to be established, yes. um, that, that, arguments could be made, but does she have the right to retain her citizenship was the fundamental question, right? There's a lot of argument around what the UK has done is one controversial, like it's, it's not typical. Mm -hmm. Um, And two, that it does create some ugly precedent Mm -hmm. that it, it, especially for victims of trafficking and sex abuse. Right. Because, I mean, even if she was a willing participant, quote unquote, um, the law says at 15, she can't be. Mm -hmm. And that's even in the UK. She has to be 16 to consent. Mm Mm-hmm. Before she can legally consent to sexual activity. I don't know what else happened in this case for her sexually. Mm -hmm. But she would still have to be a 15-year-old to consent. She was still a minor. Right. So anyone touches her, you know, in that way. um, I'm sorry, you raped a child. Legally under UK law.
0: Under UK law. And I agree with that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is they sent people to get her. She refused to go. She went on television of her mm-hmm. own free will and made statements and claims. And you know, ISIS is going to win. ISIS this, ISIS that. Mm-hmm. And now she's now she's reaping the consequences of her choices and decisions at that time. Again, take me not- back to Britain. No.
1: Well, but again, we don't know how traumatized, how victimized, how abused she was, how Mm -hmm. fearful for her life and the life of others she might have been. Right. Like, and and that's the, ultimately, that is what her lawyers are arguing, is that, you know, she was a victim in this. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: And then now that she is capable of leaving. Right. You then revoke her citizenship and deny her access because she's no longer a citizen and she is, was involved right um in, in this you know persona non grata country right um i mean that that fundamentally gets to a heart of a question of how how involved is she? How involved was she? How duped was she? How exploited was she? In terms of, are we talking about someone who is a central figure to ISIS, who's being sent back to the UK to do some horrible thing? Or are we talking about someone who thought they were getting into something that they weren't? And are were effectively exploited during the time they were there, that now just wants to go fucking home
2: mm-hmm.
1: and get out of the nightmare, be done with the nightmare, get out of the situation because they learned their lesson, they fucked up, they, they did many wrong things. Like please let me come home right um and, and that's got to be a huge debate in the UK as to what this this store this well now adult but this previous child's
0: um situation is right and what does it mean well and a big debate on what does it mean what does it mean when you make an adult decision mm-hmm. okay as a child? As a 15-year-old. I won't say child because she's not a child at 15. She wasn't four. She would have been, if it was a murder case, she was charged with murder, which is what they debated on charging them with. Mm -hmm. Or treason. Mm -hmm. They would have been charged as an adult.
1: Well, and, and that goes to the bigger heart of this is that we do have this duality under the law. Right. That, that when we're talking about murder specifically, if you're 15-year-old and you kill your parents, you're charged as an adult,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, but if an adult attacks you as a 15-year-old,
2: mm-hmm.
1: okay, then that's rape. You had no adult abilities in this situation. You couldn't consent. Right. Or even literally, you're 15 with a 32-year-old boyfriend. Right you were a child, you were completely innocent, this should never have happened to you no matter how many things you did Mm -hmm. to to engage yourself, like in the sense that you're 15 and you're like, this is what you say you want, Mm -hmm. this is what you sought out, this is everything you did to make that occur legally, regardless of the fact that you were making adult decisions and you're claiming the ability to make those adult decisions, we will still look at you at 15 and go, you can't do that. Right. But if you kill your parents, we're going to put you in adult prison right? and charge you as an adult all the way through this. right? That's a weird duality to have in which someone can be an adult in one situation, like fully recognized legal adult in the situation, even though five seconds before they committed that murder, they were still considered a minor child couldn't do all kinds of things legally under the law. And even once they've been charged, there are things they cannot legally do under the law Mm -hmm. and then flip the situation. And, and it goes the other way. And it's like, no, you had no ability. You're a child. Right. So which is it? Well, exactly. Exactly.
0: They had to rule that she was an adult.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, at one point or another, they had to rule that she was an adult. That ruling has to stand. Okay. In my opinion.
1: Okay, as in the fact that they made the determination to treat her as an adult in this situation. Right. Okay, but I, and I think that's sort of where her lawyers also are, is did... Does the um, uh, Home Secretary Mm -hmm. have the ability to make that determination legally Mm -hmm. that, one, you're an adult, even though it says you're 15 years old when you did all this. Mm -hmm. Nope, you were an adult. You made adult choices. You fundamentally stripped yourself of the right to British citizenship. All I'm doing is signing the papers that makes that official.
0: Right. And she publicly said she did not want to be a British citizen at 15. At 15? Yes. And they respected that decision because otherwise they would have went and got her, rescued her from ISIS, and brought her back to Britain.
1: But again, I I think that's the the question her lawyers are seriously trying to argue Mm -hmm. is not only did the home secretary have that right to honor that, Mm -hmm. but did she have the actual legal capacity, the the ability Mm -hmm. and based on what? Right. Based on what? Yeah, she said it, teenagers say a lot of stupid things
0: right but what i'm saying is she won one case to stay part of isis Mm -hmm. okay so she has to stand on that one okay in my opinion okay she can't have her can't do both
1: well argumentatively i see exactly what you're saying right like i and i do i understand it is that you already have one case on the books hmm Where you asked for this. Right. Now here you come again and go, no, 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 that's not what I wanted. Right. I like I I can see going, look, no backseas. I mean, I don't know how else to put it because
0: that's about where it comes well, down to is like, no, you got what you wanted. Basically, this is what she's doing.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. She is arguing that. You know, and we see this all the time. That, you know, this person's guilty. Fine. They're guilty. They're convicted. And then when it doesn't suit her anymore. Oh, you know, she's not guilty. You can't hold me to this. I'm not guilty of it. It's one or the other. Yeah. You either, you know, committed terroristic threats against your parent country. And reneged your citizenship, for well, another not, citizenship.
1: Well, or yeah, I think know. there's a little bit better way to say that is either you're a you 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 an adult with the capacity to make this decision, and should have been allowed and were allowed to make this decision, and you got what you wanted, mm-hmm. or you were an exploited minor who was held in a terror uh, by a terrorist organization. Threatened and coerced and, you know, Stockholm syndrome into doing terrible tragedies. Right. Um, And you're perfectly innocent. And I think she, like, I think we can both agree she almost exists in a gray area. Somewhere between the two, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately legally has been recognized for one and disavowed of the other. Like she's been recognized as an adult capable of making this decision Mm -hmm. and you got what you wanted. May you want what you get Mm -hmm. and your ability to claim victimhood and your ability to claim that, that, you know, you, you were coerced and manipulated and you know, all of this harm came to you. Sorry, deaf ears. We can't hear it. Right. You showed up, you did everything you, you were supposed to or could do and created some precedent for mm-hmm. to do this. Um, you, you know, Your lawyers made really great legal arguments mm-hmm. and you're stuck living with it. Like, I right. don't know what to tell you. I'm sorry, it's unfortunate. I hate that for you if that's really what happened.
0: Right, which I don't think it is. Sorry, I don't. <laughs> I think she joined ISIS in Britain, put Britain at risk. And then now that ISIS has is fallen apart, she bet on the wrong horse, and she's wanting to run back to raise her children in Britain, when she's the mm-hmm. one that renowned her British citizenship.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, again, I, I think it's a very complex case. I think it's it's a very I and and I can have some sympathy for the the concept of should she have ever been able to do this in the first place.
0: Well, Reddish Judge ruled she was able to do that. And she was able to renege her citizenship, you know, until at 18, not 15, Mm -hmm. 18, when she was an ISIS bride.
1: Right, but this all started when she was 15. There's three intervening years there where she's been solely there. Right. Like, and again... i I, like i can see that from either direction right is either she's a willing participant and she acted in a very adult way even though legally not an adult right um or she made a stupid childhood decision at 15 Mm -hmm. and everyone helped her make it right and then now finally she's woken up and gone oh okay this was like get me out of here um which unfortunately it's like you had every opportunity to be like get me out of here right and you denied it every right. single time and it's unfortunate and it and i'm sorry for your luck right you're stuck now right like accept it deal with it and move on
0: right you've like- made your choice you made your choice then you're making your choice now you can't and you knew what you were both. doing
1: right more importantly you can't have both right we can't give you both right you already got one you have to live with it yeah oh so yeah i like again and i wonder what this is going to do for the future though because this was so far out of the norm mm-hmm I, i'm just wondering what this does in the future like how this shapes uk policy towards can you do this in the future given that we now know the outcome right um like can you at 15 become a runaway mm-hmm. because effectively you're a minor that's what you are you ran away mm-hmm you joined an organization which is a terrorist organization that is also known for not being very friendly towards women in general. Right. Um, You know, like it has a lot of problems with the Western world and the way we treat women. Um,
0: like human beings, well, most of them.
1: Well, but that's, again, part of my point yeah. is that this is the organization she left uh, a country that recognizes women as human beings. Mm hmm. And went to an organization in a country that does not really see that. Right. Um, and then spent three years there before she then renounces her UK citizenship. Right. I'm just wondering where does UK and the Home Secretary go from this disaster mm-hmm. forward in going, okay, did we should we not have allowed that to occur? Like we can't fix her situation,
0: right? But there's at least three others in the situation, if not right. more, because this was a very large problem. This mm-hmm. was worse than draft dodging um, when it came to the UK, um, mm-hmm. and P- and teenagers running off to you know join this terroristic group in the UK. Um, Well,
1: and in the U.S., teenagers were eating Tide Pods, for Christ's sake. Exactly.
0: You know, know,
1: like, how much stock can you put into something you originate in your life at age 15?
0: Well, my question, or my view of this, is we make decisions throughout our life, no matter what the age is. You make a choice, you make a decision, whether it is a good one or a bad one, you Mm -hmm. have to live with it. Okay, and, you know, when do we stop the cotton balling bubble wrapping of children?
1: And it's not that I say that every child need have no repercussion or responsibility for their actions. Like we recognize that a 15 year old can drive a car and that if and should be doing that with the accompaniment of an adult licensed driver um, over the age of 21, if I remember correctly. When they do it. Um, and we recognize the idea that if you're 15, steal your parents' car, go off joyriding, get drunk, and hit someone, you're responsible for a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Because even though you're a child, you were privileged with a driver's license and you accepted terms and conditions and responsibilities that came with that. All right. I don't argue that this should be a get out of jail free to show up and say, you know, Oh, I was sexually exploited and, you know, abused. I don't think even her lawyers are there with that. It's just the final massive component
2: mm-hmm.
1: of complete loss of British citizenship. Right. That, that is what they're arguing is like in, in the same scenario, if she had gotten drunk at 15, gone on a joyride in her parents' car Killed three people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Should she inherently lose her citizenship? Should she spend the rest of her life in prison for what she did drunk at 15? I doesn't say should she have no responsibility and no consequences whatsoever. No one's arguing that. She needs responsibility and consequences real damn quick. Mm-hmm. But at 15, mm-hmm. how... Far is reasonable to go with that because this isn't a premeditated crime. It's a series of stupid, youthful, bad decision makings that led to a tragedy. Mm-hmm. If she had gotten into a car drunk at 15 and killed three people, right? That so would be we horrible. We don't
0: know how many people, how many soldiers she killed. We don't know how many people, how many bombs she built. We don't know how much she done to what. Because of course, terrorists don't keep battle records.
1: Fair enough. Um, and no, I'm not I don't think anyone's claiming she should have zero responsibility, zero consequences for everything that she's done. They're just arguing is removal of British citizenship, which is a pretty significant act. Mm-hmm. Be where this story
0: ends. Okay, let's take it to you that computer you got at what 11 12 the one you got for christmas the one you didn't understand because it was a pc not a mac oh way
1: back way back years ago yes yeah let's yeah, say back you... in the 90s my first computer my little 486 dx2 yes
0: yes let's say you know, you used it to break into the CIA database because you're just that skilled man.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And you mm-hmm. emailed Putin because you thought it was a prank. All of the information on the CIA agents in Russia. Mm-hmm. Did you even be touching a computer at your age?
1: Again, I don't think anyone can argue that that's a reasonable consequence for a reasonable crime or for for the nature of the crime. Don't ever touch a computer again. Mm -hmm. That's your horrible, unfortunate, you know, 1990s. And it's happened. Yeah. It has happened. That is literally part of our um, history is that kids... Mm -hmm. 12, 13, 14, 15 years old, hacked in the 90s, in the 80s and 90s, government organizations
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and were sentenced to never touch a computer again. Right. Imagine that shit, like, in the 80s and 90s, it wasn't a humongous deal, right, like, a lot of the world still ran on paper files and typewriters and all this, and computers were still kind of new and shiny. Mm-hmm. Flash forward, what all does that mean now? Can they touch a smartphone? Can they, like, what can they use? Probably none of it based on that, you know, 90s era law and, and sentencing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, And it's a humongous inconvenience now. But, again, reasonable to the crime committed. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Would that necessarily and going your full route of, you know, and then dropped documents to foreign leaders Mm -hmm. as a prank or because they thought it'd be funny or because there's whatever drop. Should they not only, you know, like, forget that sentence. We're not even going to bother with that. We're going to Expel you from the country, mm-hmm. strip you of your, your citizenship, and go, fine, you want to send shit to Putin at three in the morning? See how he feels about you landing in Russia. Right. See how he feels about you landing in Russia. Good luck. Right. To a 12-year-old, to a 15-year-old, to whatever. I, like, I think that's where the argument lies with this one is, is that reasonable? Mm-hmm. Given the situation. Now, again, I'm back to, I don't think she deserves to get out of this scot-free. Like, oh, my God, you were, you know, horribly treated. Um, You know, here, come back to the UK. We'll give you money and celebrity and you'll be, you know, have a talk right. show. You know, do whatever. Start an OnlyFans. We don't right. care. Go on through your life. We wish you much joy and success. Right. No, I don't think anyone's arguing that. Like, it should not be a warm welcome. It just should be, you know, this is your country of origin. This is your country of birth. Mm -hmm. And yes, when you get back here, you have a lot of shit to deal with. Right. And you may spend time in prison. Yeah. You may have certain limitations. You may be on a no-fly list. You may not be able to freely travel. Right. You may have monitored communications. Mm -hmm. You may go through a lot. Yeah, just to be in the UK. Mm -hmm. But should the UK have gone so far as to fully revoke citizenship? Right. And then not allow her to regain it. Right. That's where I'm sitting here is I can't imagine we would ever attempt the same thing exactly with a 15 year old committing cybercrime. Like, yeah, we're like, you're never touching a computer again. Right like okay kid got it like comp size not gonna be your 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 college major okay good luck with that back in the 90s right um and now today yeah really effing sucks you're having to sit there and write out a time card because you're not Mm -hmm. allowed to use the electric timekeeping system at your job right um and your employer's really annoyed by that right kind of thinking about firing you for the inconvenience you are right you know you can't use a computer to start your own business you can't do all kinds of things you can't even read an ebook right because draconian law that you were sentenced under said something that at the time right. did not necessarily take into account the future
0: yeah so here we go in uh-huh. 2015 her sister told British lawmakers, there had been no indication whatsoever that Samuel had fallen under the influence of the extremist extremists before she left London for Syria. Not at all. Uh, she would. My sister was into the normal teenage things. She used to watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians and stuff like that. There is nothing to indicate that she was rationalized in any way. Not at home. Families blame police for not notifying them directly. Then another girl from the same school ran off to become an ISIS bride just months earlier and said police gave girl girls um, to gave girls at the school a letter to hand to their parents, but they never actually handed it over. Okay. It a new well, but, crime machine.
1: Well, but see, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That almost goes to her favor she wasn't radicalized at home while she was still in the uk right now what happened after she got there is a different story right but the reason that she left sounds more like
2: Mm -hmm.
1: a, a child sex crime right in which a potentially an adult male Mm-hmm. starts talking to a child. You're so pretty. You're so beautiful, beautiful. I love you so much. Your parents are stupid. Mm-hmm. Your friends are stupid. Your enemies at school and your bullies at school are stupid. You know, I love you. I want to take care of you. I would cherish you. Blah, 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 all blah, blah, right. blah. If you've seen a law and order SVU or, you know, to catch predator, you, you, you get it. All right. Um, that, that what this is all going to sound like. And that she left not to join an ISIS organization, and become a terrorist. She left as part of an exploited ch- uh, child situation.
0: Right, yeah, but then again,
1: that kind of goes back. to her That's
0: mm-hmm. the whole part. Is she refused to come back. She challenged mm-hmm. them, challenged the police, challenged everybody to come back
1: okay and that's i think where her lawyers and, and even i can make the argument mm-hmm. if you were talking about she decided to leave and they caught her at the airport right would it have been the same situation in which she's like no i'm part of isis i want to marry someone blah blah, blah. whatever or would it have been a situation where it's like, "Oh my God, I fucked up. I got caught. I'm busted. Please take me home." Like, you yeah, I well,
0: found her in Syria with the other two, and was like, "Come home." And there was girls that went back home, mm-hmm. okay, and you know, done parole and whatever. She refused mm-hmm. to go. They could not force her to leave. Her then husband in Syria, because then she's an adult. It's like when you're emancipated in the United States, your parents cannot force you to do anything because you are an emancipation. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: She chose not to leave.
1: Well, in the US, we have much the same thing as once you're uh, like, you can be a child bride at like, you know, 14 or whatever. Nine. Thank you, Ted. Whatever age effectively at that point you become an adult you still have some of the restrictions against you because of your age like you can't buy cigarettes and alcohol Mm -hmm. but you can do many other adult things including the fact that you're married Mm -hmm. um at that point now we could debate that all night long and how there's issues with that and many people have that you know can or should a you know 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15-year-old be capable, under the law, Mm -hmm. even with parental consent,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: to be married, and especially if the person marrying them Mm -hmm. is potentially an abuser. Right. Like, this is not, you know, two teenagers in love you know, some cute little story about, like, a 16-year-old and a 14-year-old that fell in love and want to get married and, Mm -hmm. you know, "Eh, the world's against us and, "Eh." Uh or is this, you know, a story of a 15-year-old and a 35-year-old member of a terrorist organization? Mm -hmm. Like, whoa, 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 whoa. That would be the moment where I'm sitting here, that's not the same thing. Right, These are very different things. Like 14, 16-year-old, I can have some sympathy and a lot of compassion for. And I don't necessarily think that's inherently abusive. Right. I think it could be. I'm just saying inherently, my first thought isn't, that's abusive. Right. The 15-year-old and the 35-year-old, I would be like, whoa, pump those brakes. Pump them hard.
0: Exactly. But <laughs> unfortunately, they weren't married.
1: Mm-hmm. And Syria says, this is a perfectly valid legal marriage and, you know,
0: hi, welcome
1: to Syria. You're now an adult. An adult and a resident
0: and a citizen. Well, resident, not citizen. Resident. You okay. not get citizenship because she's in a refugee camp.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay. Bigger problem here is the British government is like, okay, now what do we do with this? Because that ain't legal here. Mm-hmm. And Syria said, She's a Siri citizen. She can choose to stay or go. I'm staying. Okay. Not much we can do with that. Mm-hmm. Here you go. We can't do anything oh. with that. Fast forward to 23, so eight years. I want to mm-hmm. come home. I want my citizenship back. I want everything back. Now that the war is over. Mm-hmm. I want my benefits back. I want the state to pay for the birth of my child. Mm -hmm. And the home secretary said, no.
1: Well, and I think we can all agree this this is a horribly tragic story, no matter how you slice it. Right. No matter which side you're on, it's a horribly tragic story like i feel bad and like you know even brenda's uh, has said like where were her parents and i can't imagine watching my kid choose to do this right like i think it's a horribly tragic story no matter what you do with it
0: right um i think it's a horrible tragic story at 15 okay yeah it's a horrible tragic story at 15 i do not understand why that mother was not allowed to take her flip from the UK all the way to wherever she was in Syria there grab that girl by the ear and drag her to the airport but apparently it, the international relations would not allow that to happen
2: mm-hmm.
0: now she's 23
2: mm-hmm.
0: and has look and looked for the British government to just take her back yeah and to be free because they can't charge her with anything because they don't have proof of it other than mm-hmm. her saying, I, do, I am not a British citizen. I am a citizen of ISIS.
1: Right. Uh, or more importantly, well, so she wasn't just a resident of Syria, because you were saying a minute ago she was a citizen of Syria. That's why they couldn't make her leave.
0: Citizen like, we of can't do anything
1: with her. Right. Yeah. We can't do anything with her. She's a citizen. I like I don't know what you want. She married someone, she's a citizen. She got the US equivalent of a of a a green card marriage. Right. Like she's a citizen, like, you know. Um, So, yeah, I, again, I think this is an unfortunate area of international law meets international law, like two countries' laws conflicting. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, And especially given the situation between the two countries to begin with. Right. um, As well as the involved group, Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think there were any easy answers. I don't think there like, and I'm not saying there were like I'm really trying not to say there were easy answers here. I'm saying it's just a very horrible story all around. I don't know that there were any good mm-hmm. uh, easy ways to deal with this. And I don't know that inherently mm-hmm. totally denying her is the right answer either.
0: I don't think it's the I don't think it's the right answer. Do I think it's the only answer that was left for the government to have? Yes. Yeah. That not, I can agree that on. One. That I can agree on. It's not the best one, but it was the only one left. After her action. Except that's all we got. After what was left. This is what she left there for us to deal with.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm well and the the situation itself unfortunately created right like it's not like you drove down the road at 15 and married some 35 year old and like to, you know hi i don't want to you know no i love him i want to spend the rest of my life with him and right. the government like it's not that situation where the government can be like yeah you're a child you can't do that
0: yeah go home you have homework to do <laughs>
1: Get home. Well, in all the marriage, just no, go home. Right.
0: That's um, what they dealt gave. with
1: a whole yeah, they were dealing with a
0: whole other country
1: that says, no, you can do that. That's perfectly legal here.
0: Mm-hmm. Like and we've had the situation in the United States between Virginia and West Virginia. Mm-hmm. West Virginia used to say you had to wait 30 days, and you had to be over the age of 18. Virginia's like, now we can marry you in 48 hours. Or, or less or less. actually immediately
1: immediately well and here's the thing my grandmother did that right her not only did her, her sister and uh her husband um get married in parisburg virginia so did my grandparents mm-hmm. um with the added step of her sister did it at 18 legally Mm-hmm. drove across the county and state lines
2: mm-hmm.
1: to Parisburg, which is the first stop you could go and get a quickie marriage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Because it was literally walk in, pay your fee, fill out the paperwork, you're married.
2: Right. Well. Bada
1: bing, bada boom, you're done.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um. Way back then, um, because we're talking the 1930s. Right. Um, My grandmother
2: mm-hmm.
1: had to go one extra step and basically alter her birth certificate. Turn, turned a nine into a seven. Mm-hmm. Apparently took a lot of extra, extra effort um, to very carefully turn that nine to look like a seven. Mm-hmm. So that she was 18 or, or over the age of 18. Right. Um, because she was basically one year underage, She was 17 when she got married.
2: Mm -hmm. So that
1: when she went, she presented a birth certificate that said she was born in 1917 and she could get married. Right. Um, And they allowed it. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, once she got home, Mm -hmm. argumentatively, Mm -hmm. her parents could have thrown a ballistic fit and gotten the marriage annulled. Could have. Could have. I guess, thankfully, I mean...
0: I think I know, be a lovely thing, but thankfully there wasn't the state of West Virginia versus the state of Virginia on, mm-hmm. you know, that you know she's underage and she could say, "No, nah, I'm not a resident of your of West Virginia. I'm a resident of Virginia." See the line of Bluefield's over there? Yeah, really.
1: Um, like, and, and argumentatively, she could have. Like, yeah. if her parents wanted to push that, she could have, like, just absconded to Virginia.
0: Uh-huh. Cross left, the street.
1: And, exactly. Okay. Cross the street, go to Virginia. I'm a, I'm a resident of Virginia now. Um, please don't take me home. Right. Um, which, fundamentally, was a a large part of why her and my grandfather got married. Um, the situation between her and her mother was very tense, right? But what um, I'm
0: saying is, and then at 23,
2: mm-hmm.
0: wanted to move back in at mommy and daddy say I was never married again. It may have been
1: possible if she had made that decision to go back and try to argue. Uh-huh. that the marriage deserved to be annulled or or canceled however you know legally it was to be done right um because she wasn't legal like she lied to the government and she probably right. would have done some like maybe a little bit of jail time maybe a bit of probation um for that because you falsified a legal document mhm and presented it, so you you have forgery and I believe uttering at that point, but I think that might just be for financial instruments. Any which way, about swearing
0: is uttering.
1: Yeah. Um. So so you've lied to the to the state government of Virginia, mm-hmm. and that would actually be where it has to be done, not West Virginia, because West Virginia, like you didn't get married here. Like, what do you want us to do about it? Right. You have to go to Virginia and go, I lied to you, Virginia, about my age mm-hmm. five, four or five years ago. Um, and now I want to to you know, undo it. All right. I lied to you. I was not of legal age to to enter into marriage when I entered into a marriage. Mm-hmm. I want out of the marriage. I think argumentatively, you could have done that. Like she could, I believe, have done that. Because effectively, it wasn't a legal marriage. It shouldn't have taken place. Right. Now, all this kind of apparently came out at some future point in my family. Many years after it had been done. Mm -hmm. um, Because it wasn't one of those stories. She just like, oh, yeah, by the way. um, Like, it came out in the genealogy Uh (laughs) that my dad was doing. The wait. How the hell did you get married? <laughs> mm-hmm. Because you know, I like I thought you said that your mother didn't want you getting married, and right. my grandmother's like she didn't, and so I forged my birth certificate, went across the state line to Parisburg, Virginia, presented the birth certificate. They didn't bad eyelash. I pretended like I was already eighteen. Mm-hmm. We got married, right? And by the time we got home, there was nothing uh, Mama and Daddy could do about it. Mm-hmm. Because, thankfully, her mother was at least of the mindset of, you got married before God, so you're married. you're married, there's nothing I can do about that, right. um, you know, get your crap and get
0: out. Right, but my point being is, mm-hmm. that's kind of the situation that she's in. She chose this. She lied to the government. Well, she didn't lie. She used the government to her best advances. Now she's trying to use the government again to her best advances. And the home agency said, oh, no, 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 no. Remember back three years ago when we tried to bring you home and you refused to come home? You told us to take it and shove it that you were no longer a British citizen? Well, you're not well
1: but see i have to go back to the the original case that you're talking about and Mm -hmm. and as you're calling it to her best advantage right was it though was it though was it though seriously was it was then it to her benefit to her best advantage
2: to To to
1: be able to renounce her citizenship Mm -hmm. and to have the the home secretary say you're not a citizen right was that really to her benefit because you're saying like she did this all for her benefit right was it though like it really wasn't
0: well it like, really wasn't from the outsider's perspective from the insider's perspective she got what she wanted now she's she got what she want.
1: said she wanted mm-hmm. i and i think there's a on big giant
0: distinction on court record and basically, you know, you know, the Brits tried to do everything they could to get her to come home. The mother, the father, the <sighs> sister, everyone put all four forces into getting her and the other two girls to come home. And they said, okay. nope, we're part of ISIS now. We are ISIS brides.
1: Yeah. Well, but what have we heard? And I think that might be another part of the story that becomes important. Mm-hmm. Is what has come out of those who did return, like about what was done to them while they were there. Like, was it just one big giant slumber party and everyone was really awesome and no one threatened them or their families or anyone they knew um, with harm or death or anything like that. I, I find it hard to go like, this is going to be the softer side of ISIS that she walked into. Mm-hmm. Like the kinder, gentler ISIS. That's just like, it's a slumber party. Mm-hmm. Well, mm. what's
0: interesting is the, um, American university national Security's law brief, 2001 writes, "Return the ISIS bride. um, Give me a minute to speed right here. Yada, 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 yada.
1: Like, I just can't see Isis bride being a rosy situation for anyone to be in. Like, especially the woman. Right. Really, especially her. And the children that may be a byproduct
0: of the marriage. Well, this isn't three. From the U.S. alone, 550 young women left their homes in western nations to join ISIS to become wives to ISIS fighters and mothers to their children. Young women played a, a, the domestic support role um, mm-hmm. that has been referred to as ISIS brides. ISIS brides played a critical role in, pre- in preparation of terrorism. Women were all were often from a form a encouragement for men to join ISIS as jihada fighters serving as tokens of their main role um, to be commodities to be traded given rewards to jihada fighters additionally they were issued a number of potential fighters to support ISIS for years to come by birth and indoctrinating a new generation beyond just their traditional domestic roles of cooking cleaning and raising children they had been responsible for maintaining female hostages taken by, so yeah, they kept care of war criminals, uh, you know, took care of the prisoners. Um, right. Their support provided es- essential level of organization for ISIS, allowed the fighters to focus on the battlefield, impact critical success of ISIS and their abilities. So, however, ISIS has begun to lose its stronghold. strongholds Women are increasingly see, uh, seeing battlefield roles. Women and girls, some as young as 15, have left the comfort of the Western world in order to aid ISIS in the in the way that they have been convicted is uh, convinced is correct. Namely, these young women are changed, charged with having babies for the and I can't pronounce the word miscarriage and infant deaths are common among the number of other issues women face in this war-torn society.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, now that's a recruitment poster, recruitment poster, join and get a young bride. Mm -hmm. Um, It also sounds like it was written as as copy by Margaret Atwood vis-a-vis The Handmaid's Tale Mm -hmm. that because what you're reading and what you're talking about is the usage of women mm-hmm. as currency. like you sign up for the US military any any military branch and get a sign-on bonus in cash mm-hmm. that's an inducement right. In Syria you get handed a woman right. That's what they're saying that's what all that said and that that woman that you were issued right then goes on to bury your children cook your food clean your house take care of any prisoners of war um you know and effectively then get traded around Mm -hmm. as, as rewards in a system um excuse me, but that sounds exploitive. That, that's a little exploitative. That that doesn't sound like, you know, love. That doesn't really sound like a situation that is conducive to like mental health and stability. That doesn't sound like a, a situation that, that okay. most people would go on to not regret.
0: Does it? It doesn't, but I'm looking at the codes they're using here. U.S. Code um, uh, 1481. Okay. Uh, Challenge your citizenship centers. U.S. has no legal grounds under U.S. Code 1441 to deprive ISIS bribes of citizenship. Likewise, the U.S. and other Western countries have an obligation under international law to, to... Repatronize the yeah this is a legal brief to get them to and they're trying to argue 14 uh 1481 um mm-hmm. just give me a minute to go find 1481 because sorry it's not something i've stored in my brain
2: right
1: well and i think that's where the argument is being made in the uk is okay. that like she didn't go and like marry a guy that she was in love with and they started a family and developed a home and they were truly, seriously committed in love. Um, and, you know, that she was fully free to, to despite, you know, the uh, seeming absurdity of a 15 year old asserting her rights um, to, to, to do this. And was in no way coerced, forced, pressured, mentally abused, physically abused, sexually abused. Like, you know what I mean? Like, if if you were to legitimately fall in love with someone and run away and get married and, you know, go on to establish uh,
0: I, uh, I see where they're going with this. Thank you, Connell. And yes, okay. I have some of these things on flash drive not flash drive, but flash link. All right, 1441, uh, 1481, 1481 is the voluntary, um, shall lose his national nationality by voluntary performing any of the following acts with the intent to require U.S. nationality, obtain nationality in a foreign state upon uh, his own application or upon the application filed by the duly authority agent after... Having attained the age of eighteen, or taking the oath and making an affirmation, and not a formal declaration of alliance to the formal state, and politically subdivised. thats you have to meet that those two standards. Um, entered and served in an armed force of a foreign state. Mm-hmm. That's where they're catching them at.
1: Yes, did you pick up a gun? And become part of their military action yes so and if- what but what they're arguing would also be that if you're just taking care of war criminals
2: mm-hmm.
1: and providing whatever degree of humanitarian aid to them you you are allowed you know it may be here's your rotten food that that you know we're going to give you once a week mm-hmm. but you're not intentionally poisoning food and handing it to them with the intent of killing them. Like you're not part of the military action. You're part of the humanitarian action to whatever extent is available.
0: But if you're acting as the, which is, which are they, the guard or the caretaker? There you are acting as the guard to the women. Were they acting
1: as the guard though? Like they, it says they, they fed them. I, I mean, I would think to some degree uh, you're going to end up a guard, but not necessarily in to the extent we would normally think of a prison guard.
0: Are you? Yeah, I mean, if you're or, keeping them and housing them and clothing them and you know keeping them there, you're acting as a guard.
1: Well, but then again, you have to beg the question, mm-hmm. that, or it begs the question. Mm-hmm. To what extent are you a guard? Are, if if they were to break free,
2: mm-hmm.
1: are you going to be released to chase after them, uh-huh. drag them back, beat them, or, or whatever to, to punish them? Uh-huh. And are you doing that of your own free will? Or right. are you doing that at the coercion? Uh-huh. Because if you don't do this... Worse is gonna happen to you
0: right. but you know that's the two, but that's still acting as a agent of the foreign army.
1: See, I would argue that's not. If you like okay, let's put it in a different uh, situation. Mm-hmm. If you were to be in the middle of war, mm-hmm. you are taken prisoner in that war, Mm -hmm. You are a prisoner yourself Mm -hmm. of that country. And you have earned through that somehow some modicum of trust. Right. Or just the fact that they like fucking with you. Right. The role of, you know, caretaker of a trustee. Let's call it trustee. Right. And you are in a situation where other prisoners are coming Mm -hmm. in and you are responsible for their care, maintenance, feeding and locking the door behind them.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And if they get out, you know that if you don't go after them and you don't bring them back, you're going to get beaten to death and or killed. Right. Just shot on the spot. If you know, that's the consequences. Are you making a free will choice? To voluntarily support the country, to support the military, mm-hmm. or are you still a prisoner? Right. Acting as you know, a guard in a in a hilarious kangaroo situation.
0: Right, but at the same time, if you've made verbal statements, mm-hmm. written statements, or documented statements that you are no longer a citizen of such country. Mm-hmm. And you are acting in a military capacity, i.e., fighting on the battlefield
2: mm-hmm.
0: against the United States as a now non former United States citizen, you lose your citizenship. And that's where they are getting them at.
1: Okay. Well, and Brenda brings up, if Asen kidnaps someone and you, Joe, feed and don't allow them to leave or contact anyone, you also don't notify authorities. Are you guilty also? And that's where I argue because we've seen this in child abduction cases mm-hmm. in which that child abductor you know, spends time with the first victim and then brings in a second victim that the first victim then goes on to, Mm -hmm. not because this is what they're into, but because of the child abductor, Mm -hmm. goes on to effectively, on their orders, victimize the second victim to to beat them, abuse them, whatever, because they're under their own threat. Generally, in those cases, we don't side with the idea Mm -hmm. that, that... first victim was inherently acting under free will. They were a prisoner and a victim too. all the things they were forced. They were effectively forced right. to do to the second second victim all goes back on the abductor, not victim one.
0: Right. But if victim one is given the, uh, the police walk into victim into the abductor's home Mm-hmm okay and says we've got you and we can take you too and victim one says no i'm here by my own volition mm-hmm. i choose to be here i am not you're not a victim in this mm-hmm. and then while they've got the kidnapper or in this situation me in jail you go and caretake victim three mm-hmm. who's guilty
1: i Again, I think it's, we could argue this one all night. Mm -hmm. And again, there's no easy answers. And I think it is very much. um, Brenda 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 says, okay, that backfired on me. No. Sorry.
0: No, Um, Brenda, you're quite, I agree with you. Yeah. And I agree with this specific case Mm -hmm. that the British Homeland Security made the right choice. Okay,
1: Among horrible choices to choose from.
0: Under the choices she left for them. Yeah. To do. They could well, not kidnap her at 15 to bring her back and force mm-hmm. her to live in her parents' home or in whatever sanctuary.
1: And moreover, without starting an international incident with Syria and right. uh, just an international incident in and of itself right in a propaganda pr nightmare yeah. you abducted a syrian woman because mm-hmm. that's what the headline would be uk government abducts syrian citizen right pr international relations nightmare
0: exactly okay mm-hmm. they left he he was left with you know they were made to leave it with where it was at Mm -hmm. unfortunately, at that time. Now, the only choice is to turn her, to not give her her citizenship back. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Because that citizenship that she reneged and denounced, she now wants back. Mm -hmm. You can't get back with an ex after a divorce and a domestic abuse has occurred
1: well you can it's not recommended No
0: bad idea abuser. do what now not when you're the abuser well
1: I mean some people go
0: back yeah yeah yeah
1: but I anyway but no I get your point I get your point it, it it's like if that's the only choice you've got one need recognize you have horrible choices to make mm-hmm. Um, and there's got to be something better, right? Yeah, no, no, I get you. I was just saying, no, there are people who inexplicably go right. back to abusive exes,
0: yeah. But this is actually a little, 1481 is very interesting in how it's enacted and it wasn't enacted till um, 1961. Um, and I'm trying to think of what was going on for them to enact this. That sounds like, like Vietnam. I it's to be in 46 or 40. Yeah, no, that's, that sounds like Vietnam era. Yeah. Wouldn't it? It would have had to been Vietnam.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they do back then. They call Asen for a reading. <laughs> Thank you for the plug, Brenda. We love
2: it.
0: Okay, thanks for the plug, Brenda. But at the same time, I'm like, I'm again, I'm reading over this brief, and I will download this if if the baristas in the room are interested in reading this brief from uh, where is this from? Uh, it's citing a lot of different pieces, but no, apparently there are 550 of these women that are trying to re-enter. so um but if baristas are interested in reading legal briefs that uh, you know yeah i find it f- interesting to do but if you if you are let me know and i will upload it to the barista um members area all right guys let's take a break when we come back we will find out who's the asshole this week <laughs> absolutely
4: Welcome back, goblins! My name is Jason, and I am the host of the Esoteric Book Club, a podcast that examines titles on the magical,
0: paranormal, the mysterious, and the strange. I release two episodes a month in which I review books on esoteric topics, recap news of the weird, and conduct interviews with authors, practitioners, and experiencers. The Esoteric Book Club can be found on every major podcast service, or can be streamed directly from esotericbookclub.org.
4: Hi, I'm Tracy Van. I provide a blended reading consisting of mediumship, psychic and tarot cards. A reading from me can cover any guidance you need from relationships with your partner or your family, spiritual, financial, any questions you may need clarity on. If you would like to book an appointment with me, check out my website, tracyvan.com. That's T-R-A-C-Y-V-A-N-N.com. I have bookings from 15 to 60 minutes you may choose from. That helps if you just have a quick question, need an answer, or if you're looking for a reading in more depth, I'm here to provide the guidance and clarity for you. Uh, Let's just figure it out. Bye.
1: Hi, Techie Joe here. I work with Asa Knight, some of the best psychics in West Virginia, to create amazing live streams and podcasts for the Psychic Coffee Shop Network. Together we brew up great content discussing news, events, hot topics, and more, all from a psychic perspective. On The Psychic Coffee Shop, we interview amazing authors in the metaphysical realm. Coffee and Tea combines Asin with Tracy, Dottie, Natalie, or Lady Gwendolyn for the good and the bad of being a psychic. Shameless self-promotion with Dottie the Psychic talks to leading and emerging YouTubers and business owners in our community. Mountain Bears brings you the latest in LGBT news and politics. The Psychic That Plans answers the question of, well, how a psychic plans. Plus, we're live on air. We take your comments and your questions, including psychic advice questions. Check out our amazing programming, book an appointment with top psychics, and find out all the wonderful things we have to offer at pcsbnetwork.com today.
0: Hi, I'm Asa Knight. I provide tarot readings covering everything from love and relationships to your life questions and your spiritual answers. And also, I provide a lot of guidance in finances and divorces and all those relationship problems. So, If you'd like to get a reading from me, privately, not on air, you can feel free to do so by visiting aceandnight.com and booking your appointment. I also provide on-demand services, so if your life is a little chaotic, you can go ahead and click that call now button there on my site. Great for a quick answer question. All right, guys. Back to the show. Enjoy. All right. Welcome back. All right. So we'll start. And baristas, it is now up in the barista Patreon. If you want to read that, the right to return, it covers international law. It's very complicated, but very interesting to be forethought of this. All right. Are you an asshole for telling your in-laws you want nothing to do with being parents to your nieces? yeah be your case all right
1: i 21 female have been married to my husband for six months we've been together since we were 15. my husband had a drug addict older sister 26 who has two daughters of her own ages nine and six we've only met the girls a few times no one knows who the fathers are my husband's sister passed away three uh weeks ago and the girls are currently staying in a foster home my mother-in-law was pressuring for us to take them you see we really could and have the financials in space but i just do not desire children neither does my husband i feel as though i do not have the sensitivity to be a mother and it wouldn't be great for us nor the children i tried explaining this to mother-in-law but mother-in-law says you do for family and that she would take them if it wasn't for father-in-law's failing health. I basically shut it down, and she kept on going how they would spend their lives in the system and how we have good potential to be great parents. I finally cut her off and said, we want nothing to do with being parents to our nieces. Mother-in-law got upset, hung up the phone, and hasn't talked to me since. She keeps sending my husband articles, though, on statistics of children in foster care and telling him we could have prevented this. My husband and I have talked about it, but we just honestly don't want to. We don't have the time and we're simply not parent material. They'd have a better life in foster care. Am I the asshole? No. No.
0: sorry in my opinion no you're not the asshole you didn't have the children and I am normally one that's like take them in raise them you gotta understand I got a Papa Bill mentality up until recently we have we've decided no but no I don't think for a while
1: there he ran Asen's home for wayward souls
0: That is now closed. It has no vacancies. We are also seeking exorcisms, but (laughs) that's a different thing.
1: We have a crappy couch. You can crash on it for two nights and then your butt's
0: out of here. That's where we're at. But anyway, continue. But anyway, you you lead with this one because you actually commented on this one. Do I know? Didn't you comment on this one?
1: Yeah, I commented on this one.
0: Okay. Um, so
1: what I had to say was not the asshole. You have every right to not have parenthood forced on you. I think your outburst about the system has everything to do with mother-in-law's relentless badgering and attempting to force you to take on nieces, uh, uh, on your nieces. All right. They may find a great home eventually and hopefully not experience the worst of the worst on the way there but you knew that before you said it i would guess and frankly you're arguing with a terrorist who isn't giving you any way to respectfully retreat from meeting their demands right i'd personally be glad that she isn't talking to you at the moment as i'm sure you'd be inundated with her pleas to take the kids right the sad reality is it's a bad situation to which there are not a lot of amazing fairy tale endings and none of that makes it your fault or your responsibility. Mother-in-law can't deal with it right now, but her child chose drugs, chose actions that led to pregnancy, presumably not using birth control, and has had kids at a point in her life that is impossible for her to raise, and the system is the only place for them to go without willing family to take them. In short, it's her daughter's fault, plain and simple, but your mother-in-law really can't accept that she raised someone who would do this in either child. Right. One who had them and shouldn't have, and one child that could take them but doesn't want to and shouldn't have to. I feel for all of you it's a terrible spot for every single one of you to be in. Right.
0: I am at this point in my life. And when I and the reason that and the poll is up if you want to The reason I say this. Mm-hmm. Because recently I asked Joe, when do I get to say no? I don't want to. I don't need to. I don't care to. I'm not interested. I don't have time to. When do I get to say no? Mm -hmm. (laughs) They have decided not to have children, which is well within their rights. They have decided that they have the room, but they really don't have the room. I'm sure, you know, it's like us. Yes, we can buy an office joke Joe could become very uncomfortable. I would be up, you know, we'd have to, we could we fit, have fit one to two other people into this house for a period of time. Yeah. But it's not our choice. Well, it was our choice. It was.
1: We our chose choice. the discomfort. We chose the you discomfort. You have, before that, chosen the discomfort.
0: Right. They've chosen not to do this. Mm-hmm. The more important and bigger problem I have here is the molars point of view of their family. You do whatever for family. No, you don't. You do what's best I, for you and you aid family as you can. hmm. But you don't change your life, take on responsibility and other souls when you are not equipped to do so.
1: You know, put on the mask for yourself before you help someone else with theirs.
0: Exactly. So with that and added on to that, why are they not the asshole? They're not the asshole because they're not taking the children in for the financial benefit that would come for them to be for them to be another set of paychecks. There's Mm -hmm. two of them. Um. Apparently doing some math and doing some research. That's about twelve hundred dollars a month into their household So they're not taking them for paychecks. They've chosen not to um, Take them in for family glory, which never occurs Mm -hmm. They've chose to take them in not to please the mother-in-law Which is a good thing because when you once you please them once you once you let them take over and do a barrier once they will just struck the household and it will become their household, not your household. Mm-hmm. I like. I can see that. Also, there becomes this level of resentment, and the children shouldn't have to f- have that resentment of I had to take you in because your mother was a fucking drug addict Thrown in their faces every time she or her husband is pushed to the limit. Of not only their boundaries but their sanity because of their boundaries.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Well, and I just
0: there. yeah,
1: well, and I just kind of live with the theory. It's hard enough to be a parent. You're going to say some pretty shitty things to your kid at some point. I, I think every parent does. Mm-hmm. It's sort of like like do y'all remember uh, Survivor by Reba? Right way back when the music video and there's that one moment where she looks at the kid and says i don't need any more mistakes in my life Mm
2: -hmm.
1: and it's gut-wrenching like Mm -hmm. i remember seeing that because i was a kid myself when i saw that and i was just like that is horrible Mm -hmm. because and you see it on her face like she you know like i granted this is all acted but And I'm sure it's been a situation that's occurred in people's lives right? in which you, in a moment, say something that is so effing horrible, you don't mean it, you Mm -hmm. you shouldn't have said it, Mm -hmm. it's absolutely horrible, like, "Mm, I'm going to burn for that one um, kind of statement to your kid. And I think every parent has a moment where if they don't say it, it was close. Right. It was really effing close. And if they do say it, I'm sure that's a moment that they will forever haunt them. It just haunts them. How could I ever have said such a thing? Or you have that moment as a parent where you hit your child. Mm -hmm. Not because you're an abusive monster and a horrible person who enjoys, you know, taking out your pain and aggression on your children. But in one moment, they said the one thing that just. The situation had escalated too far. You needed to get out. You tried to get out. You couldn't get out. And then the child just went one step further. Mm -hmm. And not because you're a horrible person did you hit them, but you hit them because you had nothing else. Right. Shut the F
2: up. Mm,
0: Are you just fucking lied.
1: Like, you know what I mean? Like, basically, it's a moment of passion and anger. Right. Not because you're a horrible person, but because this situation has escalated beyond anything
2: mm-hmm.
1: that most people can handle rationally. Right. You know what I mean? And right. it's not part of who you are. It's a part of something you did that you should not have done and you right. understand it instantly. Right. I effed up. I shouldn't have done that. I I really shouldn't have done that. Right. Um, not as a continual event. Like, if you do it more than once, you're, you are a monster, right. no matter what you think. You right. do it one time, you you fucked up. You really fucked up, and you shouldn't right. have done that. Learn and grow. Um, yeah, so Brenda says, I have friends who grew up with horrible statements. No child needs those invisible wounds and scars. No, no, they yeah. don't. But I think we all get them to su- – like, I don't think you can survive your teenage years. Right. I don't care who you are, how good you are, you cannot survive your teenage years without pushing your parents to at least one
2: time,
1: Right. one time, say something that in a moment right. they instantly regretted and went, oh God, Right. why, why did I open my mouth and say that? Why, why, yeah. why, why did I say that? Right. Um, and it'll haunt them for the rest of their lives. And I think that's every generation, every parent, every child goes through at least one of those statements.
0: right Now part is- here is you know the other thing that's very well put and very well laid out is the mother-in-law is stepping and trying to push, everything on and and, you know is in a caregiver situation just trying to push them into being in the same situation Mm -hmm. i
1: think think being a caregiver may also be and this could be generational as well
2: Mm -hmm.
1: there's this odd dynamic right that existed Mm -hmm. it has existed um, for for many years, and it's part of the ugly side of caregiving,
2: mm-hmm.
1: in which you're the de facto caregiver,
0: right?
1: And it's usually women; it's almost always women,
0: mm-hmm. or gay almost men,
1: always, or gay men, or you know, in the occasional weird situation, it's a husband, right? You're the de facto caregiver. You're fucking married to him. You're fucking there, right? You're fucking married to him. You're fucking there. Right, and so, and and it's not just spouses; it's also, you know, women who have children that are unfortunately in a health condition that they will never be independent, right? That or they have been injured and become totally dependent,
2: mm-hmm.
1: or have conditions that, that effectively make them totally dependent upon someone else for their care, and no one ever says at any point. Do you want to do this? Mm -hmm. Are 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 you in are you capable of doing this? Mm -hmm. What can we do to help you do this? Mm -hmm. Do you want no part of this? Right. You nameless, blameless, and shameless. Right. Honest to God, do you want any part of this? Instead, they are culturally, they are familially Mm -hmm. into it. Right. Like they gear, they they bear this guilt and shame
2: mm-hmm.
1: that if they reject their husband, if they reject their child, if they reject their parent,
2: mm-hmm.
1: they are horrible, monstrous people
2: mm-hmm.
1: who do not love their family members. No, I'm sorry, you can love someone and put them in a nursing home. Those aren't mutually exclusive. Right. Those are not mutually exclusive. Mm-hmm. You can recognize I do not have the resources.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I do not have the physical ability, strength, and stamina. Mm-hmm. I do not have what it takes
0: mm-hmm.
1: to be someone else's caregiver. I don't want to do it.
0: Well, and you missed one there. I do not have the mental fortitude to do it.
1: Right. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or you just, that's not who you are as a human being. I will say as a caregiver, um, and, I, and we've talked about this before, and I, I've shared this with at least one of my siblings.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I, in the process of mm-hmm. caring for my grandmother, went through this weird period where I had a lot of
2: rage. Mm-hmm.
1: And it kind of started in this place of, well, why can't, you know, this person in my family just do this?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: why can't, you know, why is it and really the the, the wellspring was why is it me
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it took me a long time of, of sitting with that rage and that anger
2: mm-hmm.
1: to finally have the realization that as much as I keep telling myself I didn't have a choice mm-hmm. I very much had one Right, and that they had one as well and they chose not to right and for whatever reason, they 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 didn't want that in their life. Mm-hmm. They they didn't want to be part of this situation. They could not relocate their life to do this. They whatever. Mm-hmm. Their their health was failing. You know, name it. Right. Um. To different people, that could all apply.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like they were at a point in their career that they they can't take this on right now. It would destroy them. Right. Like career wise, all of that could apply. Uh And I had to process through, I had a choice. I had a choice. It was at the end of a telephone Uh because legally all I had to do Uh was contact authorities at any point and Uh say, I am a caregiver for an incapable adult. Uh I cannot do this anymore. Uh I am ready to leave. Please send help and assistance for this incapable adult because I can't do it right anymore. I'm done. I'm out. I'm gone. Right. Like, I'm hanging up this phone. I'm stepping out the front door. I will meet them there. I will stay here until someone gets here. Mm-hmm. I will gladly give you a list of contacts. Mm-hmm. Do with that as you can.
0: Right. But I'm out right and that's but but recognizing it before you get into that situation is yeah that's that's right. the dirty ugly part of it yeah that's it high safety. so mm-hmm. in my opinion not the asshole high level not the asshole
1: yeah totally not the asshole i think this is really part of a conversation we need to be having about all levels of caregiving whether it's parent child foster care um, you know adult caregiving, spousal caregiving, uh, parent child after adulthood caregiving that we need to legitimize I don't want to do this and right. I don't have to right and make that not a shame blame and wear it with guilt to say that before you hit a point. In which you are resentful, angry, and used up, burnout, wore out. Right. Like, I really think a lot of healing can start right there. Right.
0: Very much so. All right. So the poll is up on the Ace and Knight YouTube. Feel free to vote, asshole or no asshole. And let's move on to relationship advice.
1: All right, overthinking, female 23, that my friends haven't posted me on socials, female 23. I know this may sound strange, but for me, like I don't fit in with any one group. I'm sort of floating between all different ones. I was on Instagram and there's this February dump thing, which just means you post pictures of your mom and my friend who I went out with posted her other friends and not me but she did upload me onto her page. My other friend posted her group of friends and I thought, hey, maybe it's because we didn't take any pictures that month. Then my work friend only posted certain people from work and she didn't post me when I've been close with her. I don't understand why, it's like I'm always the outsider. Is this just my self-esteem flaring up? Am I reading too deeply into this? I take everything online personal, and I get jealous when my friends post friends and not me.
0: Okay, so this causes a lot of stream. This is actually going to be ASIN's article this month. It'll be disseminated out through the web of night. Um Online has changed a lot of things, but there's still multi-generational things. Now, in this situation, I don't think that you look so horrible they don't want <laughs> you online. I think you may be looking better, so they're not going to post competition of you online if your friends are hunting or dating.
1: Really? Yeah. That's not where I thought that would go at all. Okay. Okay.
0: Interesting. Okay. Dating profile which is what Instagram is being used for a lot here lately is a dating resume. Do you want the better looking friend setting on your profile?
1: I like I can understand that is is sometimes well but sometimes you have the really hot friend as bait.
2: mm mm-hmm. Mhm
1: and then like you're a wingman and you just go home with whomever doesn't survive the first round pick of the hot friend right um i and, like i think that's a thing right um but no that wasn't even where i was going with that mentally like that wasn't where
0: i was at at all okay where were you at at all
1: where i was at with it is an experience i've actually had is always the friend never the bestie mhm and i think that's a legitimate thing that happens right is that sometimes like you're a friend they like you they 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 enjoy your company they they are really cool to hang out with you they they don't have any problems with you but you're just not the bestie you're just not someone's bestie
2: right
1: and as much as that can be weird um, especially if you invest a lot into your like friendships,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like you find yourself having a Marsha, Marsha, Marsha moment, right? Where it's like, why am I no one's best friend? Why does no one think of me in mm-hmm. best friend terms? Right? Like, why am I always just a friend? You know, mm-hmm. kind of in that always the bridesmaid, never the bride mm-hmm. kind of mentality why is it always me in the supporting role, Mm -hmm. but not even like best actor or actress in that supporting role? I'm just an extra. Mm -hmm. Like, again, I'm not a bad actor or actress. I'm not a horrible person. They don't dislike me. Right. And they may even love me as a friend, but you're not my bestie. Like, I'm not going to, like... At best, you're the person they call when they and their best friend mm-hmm. get arrested at 4 a.m. and need someone to come bail their ass out. Right. You're not going to be the one they get arrested
0: with. Right. And I can see that point, but I think that the point, and especially looking at the age group, um, this is more so, Now you probably look good, better than they do. No, you probably are in a better position or more attractive than they do. And that's why you're not being positive. You also probably have trouble out of their mates or the people they're dating. So you get kind of put into the back burner and not hung out with when they're dating someone they don't trust. Fair. Fair, fair.
1: Well, either that or you're a horrible person in general and like they're afraid of you. Mm-hmm. like that's alternative too is i think everyone has that friend that it's like yeah we're friends but i ain't leaving them around my spouse mm-hmm. like that gonna end up in a baby mama drama situation because she-ho, right. she-ho. um you know i and i've known people like that yeah. i've had friends like that that it's like yeah i think the world of them but i ain't leaving them alone with whoever i'm dating Mm -hmm. like I know how that's going to end. Right. Um, you know, like there's no zero, zero chance Mm -hmm. that they're not going to hook up or try. Um, and usually it's for respect of who I'm dating, not necessarily because I care if they hook up, but if I'm like, I've been with someone that like, uh Oh, like that's going to be a really awkward situation. They're not going to appreciate that.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: mm mm, you can't hang out with this one friend alone. That's, right. I can tell you how that's going to end. Like, it's going to end with some inappropriate touching that you're going to freak out about.
0: Right.
1: Like, mm mm, no, mm mm, no. Yeah, she's, she's the great mingler. Right. Brenda says, plus, she says she's not part of any one group. She's just the socialite. Right. She, she floats among everyone. Right. And again, part of that is you, like, you have a quality skill there.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you're not stuck in a clique. You're not stuck in a group. You're not a sheeple.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, you're not running with the jocks. You're not running with the band, You're not running with the, you know, cheerleaders. You're not running with the, you know, troublemakers.
0: Mm-hmm. You're not
1: running with the potheads. Right. You know what I mean? Could go back to high
0: school? Right.
1: Um, but you're just kind of there, right? Like you have friends in all the social groups. You're kind of in and out co mm-hmm. You're not like locked into this community, like emo kids. Right. That's usually really locked in. Like you're either an emo kid or you're just like, yeah, we know you. And thanks for not like pushing our head in the toilet. Right. You know, like, that's what I know generally of emo kids. Like, I, I'm, I, I've I, been in that position where it's like, yeah, I have friends all over the place. Right. I don't have a problem with any of them.
0: Right. And see, I'm the reverse of this. You were a total band geek, weren't you? No, I was to a total dance and drama geek. Um, okay, fair enough. Um, but at the other side of that, I'm very selective on who qualifies as friends. Mm-hmm. very selective in my group i have yeah. associates and i have friends associates are like nice and friendly but they're not friends they're not getting a call at two o'clock in the morning because i'm bored um right. and that is different than this age where we look at social media and every you have 387 friends
1: Well, because that's the terminology that Facebook
0: uses. Um, We've got that concept that has changed the way we think of friends.
1: mm -hmm. And And it it has. It has severely changed that idea. Right. Like, I had a boss that got mad because I didn't add him at one point as a friend on Facebook. Right. And I flat said... I'm sorry, you're not my friend. Mm-hmm. You're my boss. right. Like I I like I don't know how to put that that doesn't sound offensive to you. Mm-hmm. but I'm not hanging out with you eight hours a day because we're besties. Exactly. We spend eight hours a day together because you you know fundamentally perform the actions that cause me to get a paycheck.
0: Granted, that was just signing his name, not like he doesn't work. But anyhow,
2: you
1: know. my point
0: being is I don't think this generation of you know, 17 to, I don't know, Facebook is what, 2005? Yeah. So 17 to 23, to no, 17 to 48, 40, well, 35, because they start getting a little twitchy at 35. Understands oh yeah familiars, associates, friends, best friend.
1: Mm-hmm. And then of course, if you're in the south, do you have a bestest friend?
0: Right. Or a ride or die bitch, depending upon where you are in the world. Well, that and then depending on where oh, yeah. in that Gen X you become. Basically. Okay. So when you have all of that. This generation's relationship ideas and classifications become very different. And she's gonna to have to learn that most of her friends probably have a have one or two things. One, they see her as better looking, so they don't want her on the profile. Mm-hmm. Or two, they're she's dealing with a different crowd that views friendships differently.
1: I think there's maybe a third, though, to also include there as a Mm just-in-case. Maybe you're everyone's frenemy. Right. Like, keep your friends close, keep your enemies closer. Uh Everyone loves you because they're scared as hell of you. Right. Um, That can be a thing. Oh, Sabrina says, I have friends, but only a handful of people I truly think of as friends. Mm -hmm. The rest are just people I know and am friendly with. I'll also say that the, the 21st century um, process of being a business,
2: mm-hmm.
1: of being a brand,
2: mm-hmm.
1: because we've all had to kind of move forward with this idea that we have an identity
0: mm-hmm. and
1: we have a personal brand, right? Um, has caused us to also blur the line
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Both in how we interact with people and how we present ourselves to them, right. In addition to how we perceive the people that we interact with,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like especially in professional capacities, right. In which it really does start to become, you know, like I could totally see your your clients. Hmm clients and there's nothing wrong with being your client right also being like oh this is my friend Asen, and he does psychic readings and i've been seeing him for years mm-hmm. and i'm sure you've had at least one client if not tons say that sentence
0: right and they I do and, they, and that's and that's perfectly fine but i'm not calling my clients at two o'clock in the morning unless you booked an appointment and you yes, <laughs> actually do that while i'm on vampirial scheduling Um, Yes. So again, and that's why I really think Facebook and even before then MySpace Mm
2: -hmm.
0: really fucked up the term friends. Yeah. And they continue to fuck up relationships because here's what I see happen often, and I do it myself. I'm flipping through Facebook, and my baristas know this. I'll flip through Facebook and I'll see something funny, and I'll take and share it in the barista group because. If you're Breesy, you get access to you know shit that makes Ace and laugh. Mm-hmm. The other side of that is, is I will go through on Instagram and I'll be liking stuff and not even know I'm liking it. Why? Because of where I rub on the screen, it likes it.
1: Oh my god, don't tell people you're just arbitrarily liking stuff because
0: you're oh, right. like the worst of it. They like TikTok, I'm running through there. And it's not a like source i hold my phone where's my phone uh-huh. well i'll use the bigger device i'll hold my tablet like this and i'm scrolling mm-hmm. with my thumb guess what's right here
1: the like button the love button, love button. The, the,
0: whatever love button. button. the whatever button the whatever button social yeah. media companies know this
1: true um but yeah, uh, Shannon says, we also put things up that make him laugh. LOL. Yes. True, true, true.
0: I need this on a shirt. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Speaking of which, let's wrap this up. I will go get the poll results and a link for you. You have an announcement oh. to make. Oh, I have an announcement. Yes. Ooh, I get an announcement. Yes, you awesome. get, you do. You have an announcement to make. It's not linked to the website yet.
1: Ooh,
0: yeah, that announcement. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> Brenda says that stupid thumb on Messenger.
0: Uh huh. You know,
1: and I'm. Know.
0: It. I've changed it in a lot of my personal messages. I'm going to start changing it in people I talk to often mm-hmm. to something other than a damn thumb. Um,
1: meanwhile, can I just say, has anyone else had the like? Am I alone? Have you ever been trying to scroll and had the pop up come up to react to a comment, uh-huh. and inadvertently like laughed, hearted, mm-hmm. like inappropriate reaction to the message, and then had to apologize profusely and went, "Oh my God, I like I fat fingered." Yeah, I to, I try to remove sorry. it. Well, yeah, I quickly remove it, but there was a point in which that wasn't clearly apparent when they first started doing this. Uh-huh. And I think the first time I did it is like I laughed at something mm-hmm. in which that was a totally inappropriate reaction to the statement that was made. It was like. Yeah,
0: no. yeah. which my favorite like, emoji is the fire one right now.
1: Oh yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah, like
0: I have it set to if you get fire from me, it's because I said th- I like it. But anyway, you, you made an
1: actual effort uh-huh. to choose a different emoji than the basic defaults. Uh huh. And choose something. Yeah. Um. But no, I've done that. I and I've done it multiple times and just apologize profusely to people because that is not not an intentional reaction to what they said. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't just suddenly have a, you know, someone might think I'm a really callous, horrible human being for that.
0: Maybe I should remove that. No, You're I'm legitimately I fat- that that you know that uh, reputation because hell, you got to put up with this bitch. What I said? You got to put up with this bitch. You should already have that reputation by now. <laughs> oh God.
1: Yeah, oh, Shannon's doing a, a lovely example. Yes, this is like the kind of thing that happens to me. Is someone would message me something really serious and sad. Mm-hmm. My dad died. Mm-hmm. Also me. Ha, ha. No. Why, universe? Why, Facebook? Why? Why did you make that possible? Because my thumb hits right there on the laughy one. Mm -hmm. every time every time every time if i if i my finger bounces Mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to laugh or i love something inappropriately
0: right all right
1: but yes hi all right here we go so i got a link coming my way
0: the link is already ready to be shot
1: awesome guys are you excited you should be excited Our first merch is about to drop right now. There you guys go. Oh, Brenda said no. Joe is the sweet, cuddly teddy bear that apparently has a a twitch that will inadvertently make me sound like the most horrible human being on the planet. That's just because you're married to me.
0: But, anyhow. Uh,
1: you're the one that caused the twitch yes no that started way before him like because facebook added that shit. like i don't know three four years before we even met each other uh-huh like i did and i think if i remember correctly the first time
2: mm-hmm.
1: i did it to my sister
2: mm-hmm.
1: and it was really inappropriate right so yes, there's our first thing in merch. It is past, present, future, stressed. Um, this is actually born of a conversation with Dottie. Mm-hmm. And it's I'm I don't know, like inception point of past, present, future live stressed, but it's fine. Yeah. And you, that was, that was like, Dottie literally messaged me and was like, how are you? And that was my response. And she said, you know, if we did that as merch, we'd never have to work again.
0: Yep. Teresa did get you know a Devin? Discount? I believe we, we will be getting a discount. We've got to get in there and do that. But yes, Devin, you're on, to, we're on top of it.
1: We we can discount you guys.
0: Yes. Um,
1: we just wanted to get everything up um, so you guys could see it and okay. hopefully have interest in it mm-hmm. um, because that's what we're starting with. Um, the mug, yep. actually everything has the logo. The sticker has the logo. The mug has the logo um, in big on the back of the mug. Um, and then it is smaller mm-hmm. on the hoodie and the t-shirt. It's right. it's not a you know, humongous logo. Right. So, yeah. Oh, Brenda was already like, I wondered where that came from. It's like, honey,
0: I was having a day. Uh-huh.
1: I was having just...
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And more merch will be coming. This is just the first one out the back. Um, we also have, um, do I need to get the Truth 2 by 4
1: <laughs> Aw, thank you, Devin. Devin is proud of us, guys. Yeah. And this is awesome. Absolutely. Oh, Shannon's already looking for yours, You're yes. your quintessential, your yep. chef's kiss to the universe of
0: burn his shit. Yep. Um, what we're going to do is we have taglines and stuff that is, and that one I want in a crystal ball, but um, <laughs> each month, Joe will be dropping a new tagline design
1: absolutely and we look forward to getting up just uh pcsp merch if you're looking for just pcsp um we look to get that up very soon
0: yes um and yes we'll see sure just mountain bear merch
1: (laughs) there's a tiktok guy that calls it an emotional support two by four Uh uh-huh
0: One of these days, I will get up in the attic. There is a two-by-four. And when I first got into the business...
1: uh, Oh, 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 Shannon called it. Get your
0: crutch goblins before they are
1: fed to the dragon. (laughs)
0: Love that. Oh, Uh, I love it. Yeah, but I think uh, burn his shit, and I forgot my uh, jaded glasses today are the next two to go up
1: you know what Devin? i think we could do that how about sage that shit?
0: okay okay we'll have to what? check copyright but i like that but um baristas in your patreon there's a link there in that link if you want pacific things or you've heard me say for certain cash lines and you think it would be great merch comment down Anyway, yes. and yes. we will see what we can do with that um But no, um, I kind of want one, but but I've got to figure out part of it. And I'm going to work that out later and talk with Joe. It's going to be probably our drop for September. Okay. Okay.
1: Wow, that's out there.
0: Well, it's a complicated concept, so, you know.
1: All righty. So, yes, merch, guys, Uh, we'll get you uh, the baristas. We'll get you a discount code here very shortly. And then, yeah, we look forward to you guys telling us how awesome the merch is in your life. Yeah. And we will definitely want to see pictures. Mm -hmm. You got to send us pictures. Like, if you get the sticker and you put it on your laptop, I want to see you out and about with the sticker on your laptop.
0: Yes, very much so. We'd love to see where you're at. Um, so we would love to see all that. This is an adventure. This is something we've been working two years on. We wanted to go with a reputable dealer. Um, we wanted to go with reputable situations. We also was in size. You know, this is a, if you're if you're going to do merch, you need to be looking at sizes. Um, uh-huh. And, these go and
1: finding up. a vendor that offers 5XL t-shirts is absolutely
0: phenomenal. Yes. And 4XL hoodies, um, those were important things for, <gasps> especially, you know, Mountain Bear, Mountain Bear fans. We know you don't come in toothpick because Bear comes with it. So it that that's been the important thing.
1: Like, yeah, I get really tired of, like, people – like, who else hates going to events and, like, the free T-shirt you get with the event is a large or
0: a medium? For a bear event.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, that's even worse. Like, I really – yeah, hate, like, lar- events that are like, hi, this is oriented to a larger person crowd. And I don't know who put the dumb twink in pro- charge of it because I'm calling them dumb not just because they're a twink but mm-hmm. because apparently they didn't think it through right it's a bare event right and you have like large and medium shirts and like nothing above that like yeah. we didn't think you would need a shirt and a 2xl where are you at not yet. are you in there you know, Jeannie Robertson moment, you want to take a young person's face lovingly in your hands and go, are you in there?
0: No, they're not. All right, guys, this has been a really long show. We really (laughs) enjoy you hanging with us. Um, Mm -hmm. Now, the people that really inspire us, keep us moving, and support us, Mm -hmm. you know, let's talk about them.
1: All right, so of course we want to thank Beverly Walker, Mika G, Kathy, Mary Winfield, Brenda, Shannon C, Shannon D, Lady Gwendolyn, Charles Shaw, Dottie the Psychic, Tracy Van, Caitlin Bell, and Devin. If you'd like to learn more about us, the show, and how you too can become a Patreon sponsor and receive all the wonderful benefits our baristas receive, which will now include
0: a discount on our merch,
1: please visit PCSPNetwork.com.
0: So, baristas, says you may get a note from Patreon that your tier is changing, as in your benefits are changing. That's because we need to update them. You know, gallery readings and other things have been added. So, all that will be getting in in boxes. I and mean, they always love to fill your email box with that. Just be okay. aware that we're not changing prices. Yeah, no. Yeah. Or downgrading things. If anything, we're up.
1: We've got to be the only thing that isn't going through inflation, okay?
0: Yeah. All right. All right. So with that, guys, have a wonderful night. I will see you Thursday night. Uh, New shows will be going popped up um, within the next two days. Um, And it is on Joe's to-do list to build a Where's Asen page on AesonLight.com that will list everything ASIN's involved um that is on his to-do list and that is his goal for this month to get everybody that wants to follow me on all of the things but normally if you type in ace and knight you'll be able to find me there because that's the only name i use um on anything Well, work related we'll work you work. yeah <laughs> You're, you have other identities yeah but they're variations of the same name so they're all good
2: yeah yeah all right
0: all right so replay
1: crew let us know what you think of merch and what you would like to see and we will see you on Take it away. What
0: you doing next? We'll see you on Thursday with coffee and tea at 8 p.m. Then Friday, I'll be over at Modern Spirituals. So you guys have to hop over there. Um, and I'll be talking with someone, and we'll be having an in-depth conversation. It's either an author or a reader or spiritual leader in the world. And then, of course, we're back Friday night at 8 p.m. in the coffee shop with Mountain Bears. We've already got it. Two fur for you. Oh, yes. Yes. Which is the first time we've had a two for, for Are You the Asshole and Polly Relationship Advice.
1: I know. These are good ones. Mm-hmm. We look forward to them.
0: Yeah. All right, guys. Good night, y'all. Good night. <laughs>
2: You can't stop me now